Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Is it me, Amanda Garcia? <laughs> Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Excitement time. Clam down. Clam down. Clam down. Clam down. Pirates are going dancing, baby. They picked us last. They picked us last. And now we're going dancing. We're going dancing. How about those friggin' pirates? Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, welcome in to a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios, and great to be with you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1. In Washington, you can find us on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And watch the show on Facebook Live and YouTube. What is on your mind on this Thursday? You got questions, comments, concerns, anything in between? You can get those in on Pirate Radio Live on Facebook and on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed to Pirate Radio TV so you can make sure you know when all the videos drop, like this live program. Also, the Brian Bailey Show, Mondays at noon. Our ECU postgame coverage uh, for Pirate Baseball and a lot of other goodies. You can subscribe to Pirate Radio TV on YouTube and uh, be notified when we drop a new video. We're also with you every day on Facebook Live. You can chime in via Twitter as well. All right, uh, a lot to get to on this Thursday show. Great guest lineup. Uh, if you are a Pirate fan, you have come to the right place because. We got a lot of former Pirate uh, greats joining us on today's show, including coming up in about 15, 20 minutes, we'll talk to now former East Carolina offensive lineman Noah Henderson. Got a rookie, a free agent deal with the Buffalo Bills. So we'll talk to Noah about his experience during draft weekend, when he got the call from Buffalo, and what his next moves are. And we'll uh, talk about what's next for the ECU offensive line with Noah gone, um, Avery Jones gone, Nashad Strother transferring. So going to be a lot of turnover at that offensive line position for East Carolina. We'll go over some of the names uh, that Noah uh, is leaving behind as he looks to make it in the pros with the Buffalo Bills. We'll talk to big Noah Henderson coming up in just a little bit. Former Pirate Baseball team member Brandon Manning, who left a lasting impact on East Carolina baseball will join us at four o'clock on our Farm Bureau ECU report. Pirates losing last night to North Carolina in an absolute pitcher's duel. The North Carolina Tar Heels got three hits, got two runs, uh, including another Honeycutt home run. This Honeycutt guy, not Chandler, uh, but this Honeycutt guy seems to always drop bombs. I was watching the game with a buddy at AJ's last night at Sports Trivia. Bobby, who said this Honeycutt guy is a pirate killer and got us again last night. East Carolina falling to North Carolina 2-1. to one. That final score will break down that box score and also hear from Cliff Goblin his postgame comments momentarily. Uh, we'll play a game of Name That Sound coming up at 4.30. I lost a triple threat matchup to Brandon Manning and Chandler Honeycutt last week. We'll see how today goes as we will play that at around 4.30 on today's show. At 5 o'clock, a just epic ECU connection. Marcus Crandall to Larry Shannon. We'll talk to both the Cranman and former Pirate wide receiver Larry Shannon 
uh, doing it now on the coaching front in high school football down in Florida. We'll talk to Larry about that. His playing days here, and I want to hear some. Uh, I want to hear some good Marcus and Larry stories from games, from huddles, from practice, uh, their time at ECU. So, if you have any questions for Marcus Crandall, Larry Shannon, or Noah Henderson, or on the baseball front, Brandon Manning, you can get those in Twitter, YouTube, Facebook Live. Got a, a great guest lineup for today, and a lot of great pirate talk coming up here on the show. All right, Shirley Rhodes is here. Chandler Honeycutt here as well on a Thursday how we doing doing great clip how are you i'm doing great chandler thank you for asking or should i say can't complain good that's good to hear very good to hear cannot complain living the dream l and the d good (laughs) to hear good to hear all right um chandler you were pumping out some content yesterday pumping out some tent as we say in the biz short Mm -hmm. for business yeah at at the game yesterday and of course short for content of course it is and uh, had a lot of pre-game videos, which was uh, that was good. That was a good touch. I like that. Yeah, I have one major issue, mm-hmm. and I'm the type of person that I'd rather say it to your face than behind your back. Mm-hmm. So what I did was first say it behind your back, but okay. then eventually, when I saw you, say it to your face. Okay. Uh, last night at sports trivia, I said I did have to roast you a little bit because you did a video with brian dilday of the megaphone, megaphone fame yeah, yeah. and josh thomas mm-hmm. uh who p1 listener he puts yeah puts together some pretty great menus out there yes in the jungle and you were talking to those guys uh baseball food what's on the menu and i could see smoke coming mm-hmm. from the side of the uh the camera yeah and I was like, man, I cannot wait to get a look at this grill. I love, I like cooking shows. I, Top Chef, I'm not caught up on the current season, but I'm a fan of Top Chef. I'm a fan of every now and then I'll, I'll go to the Gordon Ramsay route and do a little Hell's Kitchen or Kitchen Nightmare or something like that. But um, I like seeing the food. I like kind of thinking, hmm, can I do that? Let me see what that looks like. Could I do anything close to that? So I love visualizing the food. So do I first thing like when i think about my senses that i have touch taste smell hear sing yeah i sight yeah sight uh power ranking what i like to do with food for number one would be taste okay Mm -hmm. number two would be smell Uh uh-huh of course Number Sometimes you smell the food before you actually that is correct. see it. And you want to smell it because if it, you grab some chicken that smells bad, you don't want to taste that. That is true. Number three would probably be visualizing, seeing it. And yesterday, Chandler, you're talking about this great food. And not one pan over to the grill to see all this great food. And I'm thinking, what is this man doing? I talked to Glenn. He's saying the same thing. Where's the food? Where's the beef? Where's the beef? So explain yourself. I told Jenny Scorsese herself. Hold on, Shirley. I don't think he's already throwing somebody else under the bus. Oh, I thought you were going to. I told you this last night. I know. I, when you told me I'm acting surprised for the sh- like I'm hearing this for the first time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I told the director of the videos multiple times. I said we should pan to the food. Who's it that was- person? Jenny Scorsese. <laughs> 
I said, we should pay into the food. Yeah. But apparently the smoke was a problem. I didn't want to argue, so I just said, whatever. What's the smoke problem? I don't know. I Ask her. But I, I, I asked her multiple even times if it, even to if show it's... the food. I would have loved to maybe end the video by panning to the food. Or maybe when I said something about the grill, pan to it. But that didn't happen. That was not my call. That was not my call. I wanted the, I wanted to show the food. Mm. I wanted to show the food. Well, you know what? Like I said yesterday, you're the face on that video. You're the one talking. It's on you. Whether or not it's actually your fault, you're the... Who else are we going to blame in that situation? It's you. I. You're the problem. It's you. <laughs> Tyler on YouTube said, definitely thought the lid was going to be raised on the grill. Was disappointed. I know, Tyler. We all were. We all were very, very disappointing. I'm sorry, guys. I just want to apologize. Yeah. Get that out Even there. Even though it wasn't, you know, my doing, if it was up to me, it would have happened. But I apologize on behalf of me and the camera crew. You are terrible. <laughs> All right. Lesson learned. Next time we're talking about great food, let's show the food. Let's see said food. Josh Thomas is listening. Josh, did I not say should we we should show the food? Enough. 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 It wasn't shown. Moving now on. Now I look like a fool. What? Yeah. And and, and, <laughs> and has that happened before? <laughs> uh, you know, Hugh? And you're, expo- Hugh right. you're explaining yourself. You did not have uh, creative control, I guess, of this endeavor. But still, you are the face of it, so you're going to get the blame. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You smell what I'm cooking? <laughs> do you but i guess you don't see what i'm cooking <laughs> now for the game itself we would have started with this if east carolina won but they lost so we uh had to focus on other things before we got to the game other plunders uh pi- <laughs> blunders or plunders in pirate terms plunders <laughs> uh grab the plunger because the pirates lose two to one to north carolina last night and are you related to this honeycut guy vance no yeah. all right he, he has one for four he does have that ha- honeycut athleticism though <laughs> <laughs> he goes one for four well, he's a cool be cat related. man he's a cool cat man hit a dinger tariels how about this three hits last night for north carolina and they win it two to one two pirate bats races. could not get going Jacob Starling had a hit. Jacob Jenkins Coward knocked in a run. Wilcox and Amac, the only other hits for East Carolina. Uh, Wilcoxon had that double down the right field line. That was the only extra base hit for the Pirates last night. Uh, Pirates faced some good arms from North Carolina. How about North Carolina? They're able to go to Max Carlson at the end of the game uh, to go three innings, didn't allow a hit, struck out two. And when you can ba- basically bring in your ace for seven, eight, nine because yeah. they didn't have a weekend game, uh, that is pretty strong. I mean, just think if we could use Trey Savage for a three-inning closer. That's basically what North Carolina did last night. Garrett Saylor got the start and pitched well. Six strikeouts and four innings, only allowed two hits, one run for Garrett Saylor. Uh, Danny Beal. Pitched a third of an inning. Jake Hunter, two-thirds. Jake Hunter got the loss because he gave up a run in two-thirds of an inning uh, on no hits. Uh, Landon Ginn 
uh, gave up a hit last night. How about Carter Spivey? Three innings, no hits, no runs, three strikeouts. Great outing for Spivey. Wyatt Lunsford Shinkman pitched one inning and did not allow a hit. So the pitching was there for East Carolina last night overall. The hitting was not. And East Carolina now falls to 31 and 14 on the year. That was their fourth home loss in 30 games. They're now 26 and 4 at home. 31 wins. You've got 11 games left. Nine in conference play, so you're on the road at Cincinnati. you got Memphis at home and South Florida on the road to wrap up the season. Your midweek games left on the road at ODU and Campbell, trying not to get swept by Campbell this year, coming up May the 16th uh, on a Tuesday night in Clark LeClaire. That's what's left. Uh, you combine that with conference tournament games. The Pirates, they're going to get to 40 wins. That looks good on a resume, but... As far as where they are, and I see this chatter, and and I I like this chatter. I know that the players and Godwin and they are not looking at this right now. Uh, but where are they as far as hosting goes? Well, they're on the wrong side looking in. Some of the chatter says they're on the about to be on the wrong side looking in of even getting in the tournament. I disagree with that. I think there are a lot of wins still to come for this team, and they'll get to forty. But looking a lot more likely right now they'll be on that three or two line than the one line although it is not out of the realm of possibility they would basically have to do what they did last year uh win the final 11 regular season games run through the aac tournament uh we'll have some postseason baseball in greenville but outside of that uh, east carolina will be on the road somewhere in the state of north carolina south carolina or beyond in the postseason yeah and I mean, that game last night really reminded me of that uh, the Campbell game in Fayetteville earlier this year where the pitching was just outstanding, but the bats just could never get hot. Even though in that Campbell game, we let off the game where they tripled by Luke Nowak, um, but the Pirates will have a chance to uh, take care of business against Campbell in Clark LeClaire Stadium uh, later on this year. Um, but, uh, yeah, can ECU go on one of those magical runs like they did last year? It was a 20-game win streak, which is just unheard of in really any sport. And, uh, I mean, I think that, like you said, I think there's some a lot of more wins on this schedule going forward. And it starts this weekend um, on the road against Cincinnati. And uh, now that the guys – I know Cliff Godwin will listen to some of his comments later on, but he mentioned last night, you know, the guys are done with finals, they're done with school. And that's usually around the time that they like to get fired up when they don't have to worry about school. The only thing they have to worry about is baseball. So, um, yeah, Pirates need to go on a tear here if they want to be playing some postseason baseball in Greenville for, what, the fifth, sixth straight year. So, um, But, yeah, I, I do want to mention this. In last night's game, of course the bats weren't hot, but a moment that I – and a lot of people talked about this yesterday on Twitter and I'm sure on message boards too – but a situation last night that I remember that could have maybe ended in a better positive note with ECU, but Luke Nowak was safe at first base. Hmm. Instead of getting out of the inning, yeah, there, I know that play. It would that would have been first and third, first two and outs. third situation with two outs. Yeah. So I mean, that, honestly, that, when I saw it, I thought they were going to call him out. Really? I mean, it was very close. But if they called him safe on the field, they would have probably called him safe on the review. I think it was that close. Right. I It wasn't clear to me that he was safe. Jamie, I know. Ty goes the runner. I know. I've heard that since I was six years old. 
but was it a tie? 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 So you were tie? at the game. Tie? I was actually in the stands when he when that happened. So, but you, so did you see any replays of it? No, I. I didn't. You only saw it live. You didn't even see the replays. But I saw people commenting that in the jungle they have a TV out yeah. there, and I saw people commenting on Twitter uh, and saying like the replay, like he's definitely safe. No way he's out. You know what you should have done? Listen to Pirate Radio Live because I said that they're probably gonna call him out. I am your unbiased viewer. I do have a question when we're talking about reviews. Uh, when Jacob Jenkins Cowart stole second base, they called him out. Dead as a doornail. I did. I the replay looked like his arm got there before the tag. Chandler said he was dead as a doornail. That was my unbiased opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, you only saw it live. I saw the replay, and it looked like his arm got there before the tag was applied. Um, they didn't review that. Uh, am I missing something? Do you only get a certain number of reviews, or is did they just not? Because I thought that was a crucial play. Uh, help me out, folks. What is the review rule in uh, Jamie saying JJC was easily safe? What is the yeah, review that's what I thought. rule as far as how many challenges you get? I think you get more than one. But Yeah, that's, that's what I was trying to figure out, because uh, to me, he was easily safe and they called him out and so that's why i was like well why don't you review that and the fact that it wasn't reviewed came as a shock to me and i thought well is it kind of like football is it where if you lose your your challenge in that case the one at first base with luke nowak yeah if you lose it you don't get another is that how it is I'm, i'm not real sure how that works I want, I want to apologize. Uh, it's not JJC that got caught stealing. He That was pretty bang bang. It was Jacob Starling's um, when he got thrown out. He was dead. And uh, okay. Oh, yeah. And there, he, and there, he, that, and was, that was a perfect throw. Yeah. And, I mean, I, either he just had a late jump or it was just a rocket to second base. But you kind of know when they're not going to review it, even if you think it's close, when the player – because a lot of people are like, oh, he's safe. But when they're getting up and they're just jogging to the dugout, if they're not bothering to argue the call, well, JJ or, or saying, looked, like, go to the review. Yeah. So how, how many yeah, reviews you know. did Cliff have yesterday? Because Tyler said, Scooter said on the broadcast, Cliff Goblin lost both reviews, didn't get another one. I only remember one. I only remember one, and that was at first base. But I was not as tuned in to everyone else because we were doing yeah, a lot so of I may, Yeah, we may have missed one. And but Luke Nowak. Uh, Nowak, when they called him out, of course the crowd goes crazy. But the first thing I saw was Jeff Palumbo was just like ear muffin. Yeah, he was like, "Go for it!" Like, yeah, go, that was worth the challenge, obviously, yeah. because yeah. It, to many it looked like he was safe and could have been called safe. All right, um, we need to take a break so we can get Noah Henderson on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Um, who he is in town, but unable to join us in studio. But we will talk to him on the phones when we return by the way big day for you nerds yup yup are you going star wars music the entire show yes Ugh. star wars associated music as well because i got a couple of mandalorians in there all right for you uh star wars freaks may the 4th is the date may the 4th be with you yeah all right that's coming your way and get over it on the producer uh pike's got a larry shannon question if you have a question for noah henderson brandon manning 
Larry Shannon, Marcus Crandall, or one of us knuckleheads, you can pass it along via YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, hieroglyphics. Uh, you know, it'd be cool if we got a question via airplane. What do you call it, Shirley? Uh, a banner? Yeah, like a banner behind an airplane. Yeah. Somebody wants to pay for that. I'll look outside. I think that'd be we'll fun. Stick our head out the door. Yeah. We'll take a time out. Come back. Chandler Honeycutt really wants to say something. This is going to be huge because he's breaking into me going to break. So this is going to be very important and awesome. I just want to say I need to ask Shirley to do something sometime in this show. Oh, yes, you do. Yeah. That is important. And we'll do that. I'm not twerking. Just letting you know. You can still ask her. Yeah. I'm I'm still (laughs) going to ask her. The answer's no. More to go after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go-to IT expert since 2006, and they are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, here on a Thursday. Forgot to mention this. Our guy, Isaiah Winstead, signing a rookie free agent contract go, baby. Let's with the go. 49ers. Man, I'm excited to see that. That is just awesome. Takes it with him last night. Uh, he is ready to roll. And, man, I, they got a good one. I'm excited to see what he can do and uh, hoping he can stick there. Same to be said for Keaton Mitchell in Baltimore, Holt Naylor, C.J. Johnson in Seattle, and Ryan Jones, who we talked to earlier this week with the New York Giants. We'll talk right now on the Pirate Radio Live line with now former ECU offensive lineman Noah Henderson signing a deal with the Buffalo Bills following the 2023 NFL Draft. Noah, welcome back to Pirate Radio. How you doing today, man? How's it going? How's it going? I'm good. It's going great for us, and it's going great for you. Congratulations, Noah. And I uh, was excited to see that. And we were hoping to get you in studio. Chandler and I were going to jump through some tables just to get you ready for Bill's Mafia up there. They got some crazy fans. But, Noah, where were you, and uh, and and how did it go when you got that call from the uh, Buffalo Bills? Um, I was still in Greenville. Um you know, I got I got a couple phone calls earlier that day. You know, they were just telling me to be ready because there was a strong possibility. And then I was waiting around seventh round, you know, just kind of seeing what was going on. And then as soon as it ended, I got that phone call. And the first thing I heard is, congrats, Noah Henderson, you're a Buffalo Bill. <laughs> and uh, did, you, did you get that call from the team or an agent? The team and my agent called me. Did you know the uh, area code? Like, did you know that was a, a Buffalo number when you were answering it? Uh, yes, because I had been seeing it all week. Okay. That's one of the teams that have been really strong on me. So I was real familiar with the Buffalo area code. Good to hear. And uh, it's interesting, Noah, because we talked to, uh, to Brian Bailey earlier this week. He said that, you know, Holton and uh, his father, Morgan Aylers, told him that Seattle – 
if they had to project where he was going to go, would have been at the very bottom of the list. And I've heard stories like that where players had talked to teams and a team that had never even talked to the guy reaches out to him and grabs him as a free agent. Uh, your case sounds a little different, though. It sounds a little more normal where a team was actually in contact with you or wanted you and ended up going there. So you had a lot of contact with the Bills. Were there any other teams involved, Noel, you thought you might land? Um, yeah, I thought it was either going to be between the Bills, um, either the Packers, or somewhere like Las Vegas. Those are the teams that I had in contact with the most. Awesome. Well, Noah, uh, what's next for you? What did they tell you? When are you uh, getting on a plane and, and heading there? I'll report next week for rookie minicamp, May 11th. Then we go from there. Awesome. So a week from today. What have they told you uh, is going to be going on there, Noah? Do you know what to expect? I'm just getting adjusted, you know, getting the, the little things done, like the physicals, all the little stuff, and then we get into the playbook, getting into just the getting around Buffalo and getting all of us accustomed to that. What's uh, the whole process been like, Noah, with your lead-up? We talked to you. We've had you here in studio, but we talked to you also at Pro Day. Uh, but as far as the... I don't know, the, the the business side of it, have you reached out to advice from former players, coaches? I'm sure your family uh, has been giving you advice. So how's the whole process been for you? And part of you has got to be glad it's over, right? Yeah, I'm just I'm glad it's over. I'm glad I'm back to being able to uh, get to be playing football. But I've been, I've been lucky and blessed enough to have people in my life like uh, Deontay Smith and yeah. Gary McGinn who have been through this process and also, my agent's been a lot of help, but I'm really good friends with former players, and, and they've been able to answer almost every question I've had or, you know, give any advice to help me not make any mistakes that they've made. So I've just been reaching out to guys that I know who've been through this process, you know, trying to trying to be ahead of the curve so I can be ready. Yeah, that's awesome to hear. Noah Henderson joining us. And, Noah, we uh, we were just glad to get you back on the field. You had some uh, some issues with the back. And uh, that I said it earlier this week, I think you got a great chance to make it because when you've been available to go, you have been a really, really solid player in the lineup for ECU. And I know you were happy to have a, a relatively healthy 2022 season for East Carolina after some injuries. Yeah, it was great to, you know, come into this season just healthy because I still struggled that first year coming back but this season I had you know prepared better and I was ready to go and I'm ready to go now awesome to hear Noah Henderson joining us today on the Pirate Radio live line Noah man it's a uh, big changes at the O-line position for East Carolina first of all your coach uh, Steve Shankweiler stepping down and uh, taking another role with the football team uh, Alan Mogridge coming in to take over as the uh, offensive line coach for ECU. You've got Avery Jones transferring, Nashad Strother transferring, yourself moving on to the NFL. So uh, going to be uh, some changes up front. Still a few familiar names around, but some new additions. It's going to be a, uh, almost a whole different offensive line look for ECU next year. Yeah, but I think um, those guys, even the young guys we still got in, they still believe in that culture and you know, everything that I was able to give them, me and people like Avery and Justin and things like that. So I think they'll still be okay and still be able to go out and compete at a high level. Now, give me a couple names, Noah. Who are some uh, some guys on the O-line that you were kind of seeing through, uh, helping out, and, and maybe we'll see on the field this year or in a couple years that we haven't seen yet? Who are some of the young guys you're excited about on the O-line? Uh, 
Um, you've got guys like uh, Hampton Ergo, who, you know, he's worked hard for four years in the background. Nobody really knew who he was, but we've all seen him in practice for four years. He's played every position on the line. He earned a scholarship. You know, he's ready to go out and compete at the highest level. You've got my guy, um, Parker. He, he's ready to go at any moment. He was there for me when I needed him. He's a, a great athlete, a great player. He's a dog. He's ready to go. He, you know, he's the leader of that room now, and I think that he's ready to just take over. And, you know, after this year, you know, he could take that step to the next level. Talking to Noah Henderson, uh, former Pirate. It's still weird to say former Pirate now, but uh, you're ready to move on, Noah. Is it, uh, I don't know, is it? Is it strange to hear that coming out of people's mouths that uh, you're no longer an ECU Pirate? Yeah, it really is because, you know, I was I was comfortable. And, you know, I'm a, I always believed that I was one of those true pirates, one of those guys who invested in all. I was at all the games of other sports. Yeah. So, yeah, it is a little weird, but I'm always going to be a pirate for sure. Yeah, once a pirate, always a pirate, and uh, a true pirate, as he says. Noah Henderson joining us here on the show. Noah, um, what did the coaches, scouts say they, they liked about you? What did they say like during this whole process with – pro day and, and all-star games and things like that. What do they like? What do they say you need to improve? Kind of what's the, the scouting report you kept hearing on yourself through this process and, and moving forward for you? Um, one of the key things I heard a lot was the athleticism part. Everybody loves that I'm a big guy who's agile, can move, get out in space. Um, they take pride just like I do in my run block, and I like to, to maul. I'm, I'm going after every guy in front of me things of that sort um just and everybody just really just wanted me to stay healthy that was really one of the biggest concerns it wasn't too much in my game it was really just staying healthy and they could kind of see why I might have a kind of a downfall in like a pass pro or certain situations but it would all result back to like that previous injury right but that's really it and everybody just wanted to see me finish because they saw me do it they were just like we want to see you do it more consistently and I think that at the senior bowl games that I went to, um, I did a great job of that. Noah, uh, how does a, a man your size become so fleet of foot? There, there's natural athleticism, but there's also training things you can do. So what advice do you have for younger offensive linemen trying to get quicker feet? What, what are some things you do to help you with that? Um, I think it's a lot of it's natural, and then I learned that uh, the sand – Fan work has been a great help, you know, just always running and everything else is just repetition. So the more you do it, the better you'll be at it, uh, the better you'll look doing it. So just repetition and, you know, you got to push yourself to, to work in. And I watch a lot of other people, so I try to watch the guys in the league like Laramie Council, even like um, my my good friend Deontay the Bengals. I, I watched a lot of what he did training and, it all resulted back to like stand work and repetition. Noah Henderson joining us. Noah, you are you're one of them now. You're you're a pro. So uh, eventually, after rookie mini camps, there's going to be other camps, and the vets are going to start to roll in. Do you do you see yourself getting starstruck at a, a Josh Allen or Stefan Diggs uh, at the first sight, or you, you're going to go in there like you belong, like you're you're one of them? I think it'll get me a little bit, and I'm going to realize that, you know, I'm one of them, and they're just a, another teammate of mine. And as long as we're all in there on the same mindset to go win, and hey, we, we're all going to be stars together. That's awesome. Noah, uh, before we let you go, 
give me a moment uh, a pancake block a big run a big play uh, just something you remember from your pirate career if you were asked you know your your favorite moment uh from a game what what would your answer be to that my favorite moment from a game um we can go this year uh play versus temple uh mid-zone run i think it was like a 60 50 or 60 yard touchdown by Keith Mitchell. <laughs> I was the lead blocker, and I got my first guy down. I look up field, and next thing I know is it's me and Keaton running. And <laughs> the biggest thought in my head was he's fast, so I'm going to run as fast as I can. And I went and got the guy in front of me. Next thing you know, he zoomed past, and that was just like a, you know, it's like a great feeling. Yeah. You know that. You know, I'm good at what I do. Yes, sir. Noah Henderson joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. Noah, we wish you the best of luck, man. We'll keep in touch, try to track you down later on. But uh, good luck this offseason with the Bills, and uh, we hope you make it. And uh, we always enjoy talking with you, man. We appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, sir. There is Noah Henderson, uh, Buffalo Bills offensive lineman. And a uh, big fan of Noah's. Very interesting guy. Talked about how well-traveled he was uh, last time when he joined Troy and I on the show in studio and a uh, nice young man and not nice on the football field and uh, the Bills got a good one so we hope Noah Henderson can make it in Buffalo all right let's take a break we'll come back more to go Pirate Radio Live we got to put on our hard hats we'll hear what Cliff Godwin had to say following last night's loss to North Carolina and more from you if you want to jump in on Facebook Live YouTube Twitter you can do so here on a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We'll also take a look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBuck. DeBuck. Man, good thing it's too early to talk Major League Baseball because if it wasn't too early, I'd be talking about how the Mets were swept by the lowly Tigers. But it's too early to talk about baseball. So I won't mention the New York Mets getting swept by the Detroit Tigers. More to go. Pirate Radio Live after this. listening to hour one of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by pirate water get ready to party pirates go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure 21 and older only pirate water why be yourself when you can be a pirate now back to the show welcome back east plumbing viva electric and rolling black heating and cooling have teamed up to form new blue service group offering eastern north carolina the best in plumbing electrical and hvac services same great local team same great local service just the new name for plumbing electrical and hvac services go to callnewblue.com that's call n u blue.com new blue service group where we are redefining service excellence now let's head back in to prl here's clip you're my boy new blue new blue good to have you all right a lot to get to this segment have not mentioned yet the carolina hurricanes getting a win last night shirley Rhodes game one of round two of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Can I get a highlight from that game? How about a Jarvis goal? One by New Jersey. It went back to Graves. Then Jarvis got a stick on it. Played it up the wall. And here he comes. Seth Jarvis scores! 
What a play by Jarvis. He reads the bank pass from Graves to Hughes and then uses his speed advantage to get in front of Graves. Graves isn't going to catch him, and the 21-year-old who really sprung onto the scene last year scores a beauty. It's third of the playoffs. Straight-up domination last night in Raleigh, North Carolina. By the time Chandler got to AJ's from the ECU game and postgame, Canes were up at least two nothing, probably three nothing. Maybe. I believe it was three to nothing. Uh, finished with a five to one victory last night over the Devils in Game One of Round Two. A wild one after that between the Golden Knights and the Oilers. The uh, Vegas Golden Knights went at six to four over Edmonton in Game One of that series. A couple of Game Twos coming up tonight. One in Toronto as the Panthers have a one nothing series lead over the Maple Leafs. They play seven o'clock on TNT. The Kraken have a one nothing series lead over Dallas. Stars will host that one coming up tonight nine thirty on TNT on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBuck. DeBuck NBA last night was following ECU was hosting sports trivia. Canes on the big screen. So I did not follow much of Philly Boston, but I would look up and the Celtics would be up five, then they'd be up 11, then they'd be up 24. They end up blowing them out last night, 121 to 87. Ooh. Uh, a huge second half for Boston. Sixers didn't, Sixers scored 16 points in the third quarter, 22 in the fourth. It was over. Uh, So the Celtics did what they needed to do after losing game one. I will say Glenn Griffin yesterday uh, when he was in the Chan chair, I said, you know, is this must win for Boston? Uh, Do they have to have this one tonight? And he said no. Uh, That's how, I guess, confident he felt about Boston winning this series, even if they were down 2 nothing, Well, they flexed their muscles last night. It is one-to-one as they head to Philadelphia coming up on Friday. Uh, coming up tonight, just one game, Lakers at Warriors. That is the only game because, and I'm okay with the NBA kind of, I don't know, stretching out their NBA playoffs, but this is ridiculous. So Monday night, the Suns lost to the Nuggets 97 to 87. Denver taking a 2 nothing series lead. Joker, 39 points, 16 rebounds. That was Monday. Well, they didn't play last night, which would have been the normal, you know, two days after a game. They don't play tonight. They don't play till Friday. They go Monday, Friday from game two to game three. And I just don't get it. Chandler, I don't get it. Help me out. Make me get it. Um, Do you get it? The thing is, is that I can't help you out because I don't get it either. How long is it what t- the hell is that? How long does it take to get from Phoenix to Denver? Let me let me look that up real quick. Because let's see, flight I'll say flight I'll say two hours. Yeah, less than. Um, now it's a thirteen hour drive, so maybe if they're busing, but yeah, I could give them an extra day. Maybe if they're riding a bicycle. It could take them Monday or a scooter to Friday or a scooter or, or if they're on foot or if Scott <laughs> Rogers is taking them via his back, carrying one of the players on his back. That could take five, four days. This is crazy to me. I don't understand it. But anyway, 
that's what's going on buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by the buck looking at baseball scores from today beat the mets beat the mets step right up and beat the mets <laughs> the tigers have won three games over the mets in less than 24 hours two to nothing today verlander scherzer doesn't matter all the former tigers are losing to the tigers uh so the lowly tigers sweep the mets that is brutal for uh new york rays beat the pirates today three to two that final as tampa keeps on winning they are 26 and 6 on the year chandler's nats get a win a walk-off home run over the cubbies today nats knocking off the cubs four to three right now it is the o's up eight to seven on the uh, kansas city royals and they're only in the fifth inning a lot of runs happening right now in kc angels have an 11 to 7 win over the cardinals my goodness the cardinals have been really bad Let's see if burley is in the lineup today for the cardinals he is not and uh, this is unlike st louis cardinals baseball they are 10 and 21 on the year and are in danger of losing another one today Patrick Mason's White Sox have a 2-1 to lead over the Twins. It is Brewers 2, Rockies 0, and the Mariners and A's just underway. Braves and Marlins will play at 4-10. Uh, Max Freed not pitching today uh, for Atlanta. I believe he was scratched according to something I read, but the Braves trying to go for the sweep against the Marlins coming up at 4-10. All right, so there is the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBuck. DeBuck. A couple of other things we got to do, uh, and we'll go ahead and do this right now, Chandler. Um, Chandler, you have you have some interest in life, I would say. You like uh, beach music? Yeah. You like um, you like uh, Cold Snack every now and then? Do I? You enjoy watching Golden Girls? Absolutely. Andy Griffith Show? You know it. Another thing you like to do is is look forward to things and count down. Yeah. A lot of people like to count up. You you have a you have a fetish for counting down. I find myself just going like 10, 9, <laughs> 8, like in the most random parts should, of the day. You should work for NASA. Yeah, I the, should be the yeah. the countdown to liftoff guy. Yeah. Have you ever looked into that? no i can't say i have but i believe i'm going to yeah i think you could do that so chandler uh i don't know you got anything to count down today uh no i don't think so oh all right well that was a big setup for nothing oh wait yes i do oh good yes i do that's right i do but first shirley do me a favor good god i love when you do this back that fat truck up so creepy when he back that fat truck up back it up folks let me tell you something now people new to the program might be thinking now what can they be counting down it can't be football we're way too far away from that well you're wrong we are counting down the football season because on September 2nd, ECE will be going to Ann Arbor to play the Michigan Wolverines, one of the favorites to win the national championship next year. We're going to the big house, baby. This is a big-time ball game for the Pirates. Don't know who the quarterback's going to be. That's concerning, but we're not going to talk about that. But whoever that quarterback's going to be is going to get their first start in the big house against Michigan. That is 121 days away until East Carolina kicks off the 2023 football campaign against the Wolverines of Michigan 
All of that on the countdown to kickoff presented by David Price Construction. Man, we joke and we josh, but I mean, you get inside a hundred days, that that countdown starts going quick. Three weeks from today, yeah, it will be one hundred days till kickoff. And we get in there and it's ninety, and then a week later it's low nineties. A week after that it's mid eighties, and then a week after that we're reading. Then we're talking uh, upper seventies and seventy, and then you get to sixty and fifty, and it's like. It just comes up on you. You're not even ready. We are trying to get you prepared to get ready, basically. Yes. Like, get ready now. Don't wait until the last couple of weeks before football season. Get ready now. That's what this David Price construction countdown to kickoff does. Chandler, It, it makes you aware of how many days there is until ECU football. There's going to be a lot of drinking by Pirate fans. Get hydrated. Go ahead and start hydrating now. Next thing you know, you'll be reading a Phil Still magazine. Wondering, hey, I wonder how many days it is. I wonder how many days until ECU kicks off against Michigan. Well, guess what? If you tune in on Thursdays on Pirate Radio Live, we'll tell you on the David Price Construction countdown to kickoff. You know, it would be cool if we had like a, a video producer guy that could put the number on the screen. Oh, I do. I had that. I was going to wait because I don't have the uh, I don't have uh, the camera for me and Shirley on there, but I was going to wait until you read the live ad. You're uh, going to do that today? Yeah. Okay, awesome, but Chandler. I, I um, do have a. I have the graphic up here right now. But. This is gonna sound bad. People are not. They're not gonna understand. But I never get ready. Do you know why? Why I can, never get ready? Can I? Can I answer? Because you stay ready. Thank you. Because you stay ready. Because your clip Brock. No need to get ready if you stay ready. The ECU Football Countdown to Kickoff is brought to you by David Price Construction, run by ECU alum David Price. David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. Give them a call today, 919-291-5532, or visit online, davidpriceconstruction.com. For all your commercial or custom residential and building needs, David Price Construction, the proud ECU home services partner. Thank you, David Price. And the countdown to kickoff is on. And I'm just telling you, I'm just smelling you. It's all fun and games now, but when we get inside, when we get to double digits and stuff, this thing flies by, man. So enjoy your summer. We haven't even got to summer yet. This has been, I'm going to say it again, an awesome spring in eastern North Carolina. I totally agree. Like it's I've been not fantastic. I've not had any fat man sweat going yet. It's just the perfect degrees. It's the yeah, perfect it's, temperature. It's like been in the seventies. My utility bills liking it. There was one day where it did get to ninety degrees. And sure, I was, but yeah. I feel like in the past we have had we had a bunch of those in April, and oh, it's it's going to turn. We're about to get smoking around here probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I am uh, I'm really enjoying this spring. This is great. Yeah, I wish it could stay like that. You know until literally the winter but it's not it's going to get hot so enjoy it while, while you can but it has been a great spring when it comes to uh in terms of uh weather wise it's been a nice uh roll down the window driving yes temp mm-hmm. what's, what's your go-to music when you roll down the window and you're driving just down the highway everybody's working for the weekend <laughs> mine is life is a highway <laughs> Shirley's is Don 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 Don
<laughs> You're the problem, it's you. Let's take a break. When we return, hour two, Pirate Radio Live, Brandon Manning will join us. Uh, Robert asking, is anyone having audio troubles with the broadcast or is it his phone? I already checked mine. Well, it's certainly coming out of my computer. Yeah, it's coming out of mine too. I checked earlier, so. Uh, Chad says, I'm ready for kickoff. Just paid the remainder on our block of 30 tickets for Pirates in the Big House. Chad, that is awesome. That is awesome. 30 tickets, which uh, in some football stadiums will cause a little buzz. In the Big House, barely a, uh, a ripple. I can't wait. I remember when I was younger, especially like the 2007 season when we kicked off against Virginia Tech. It was so cool being on like the prime television and and seeing pirate fans in in blacksburg yeah and being like that's really cool to see a lot of those pirate fans there it's going to be like that come september 2nd i think we're going to be in this studio watching east carolina versus michigan and we're going to be seeing a lot of pirate fans in the big house oh yeah Uh, a lot of purple amongst the maize and blue all right let's take a break we'll come back brandon manning will join us here pirate radio live on a thursday edition of pirate radio live why do i keep saying that i'm just rambling back with you after this listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 50 years and you can shop online anytime at PirateWear.com. UBE has the biggest and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories for pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. We'll talk to some legends coming up. In Hour 3, Marcus Crandall and Larry Shannon. And we'll talk to a guy now that left a lasting impact on ECU baseball. Let's do something we haven't done in a while. Let's hit the uh, music, Shirley Rhodes. Shorten it up and introduce our next guest joining us here on the show i used to be hell on wheels back when i was a younger man now my body says oh you can't do this boy but my pride says oh yes you can i ain't as good as i once was no sir that's just the cold hard truth i still throw a few back talk a little smack when i'm feeling bulletproof so don't double dog dare me now you're right this is long this is long oh did you cut it yes you got 30 you got 30 more <laughs> seconds you cut it? No, i cut it off you, you got... said shorten it up i shortened it, shorten up. it up why are you listening to him he's not the host we got no you said you're right it's too long so uh, that's why I cut it. I'm in that. All in, right, 20 uh, more seconds. Let's make it even longer. <laughs> nah, we're good. <laughs> Brandon Manning's here. Hey, Brandon. 
Clipper. How's it going, bud? Uh, terrible. Pirates lost. You know what? It was a great baseball game. If you're a true baseball fan, though, it was a good game. Um, I was texting Mully uh, during the game. We were sitting there like just going back and forth, other some things, and it, it was what hurry uh, this along. No, I was just doing my Mully. Mully likes to. He does a lot of like when he's talking about pitching. He'll well. A lot I mean, of baseball sitting, coaches do that though. They they you know they and, like and and we started talking and he, and and and, and we, we both asked the question why this or why that to each other a lot and, and it was funny last night there was some whys and then the reasons right behind the whys happened and then you know we brought we took well, a let's pitch. talk about those on this radio show all right fine I took a picture out mel was like why why did we take him out right there he was running i was like we're probably going to try to get a high pop flop against the wind and try to catch a routine pop fly in left field and then the routine pop fly comes and we don't catch the pop fly in left field oh so but i mean things like that happen bob seeger warned us about running against the wind yes yes sorry i can't help myself sometimes who, who was your dad joke guy earlier <laughs> i believe eric's the Eric? dad joke guy yeah all right that was more of just a quip quip uh that was a clip a quip a clip quip <laughs> that was a clip quip you got those every now and then all right yeah so uh a mistake there a home run from honeycutt and and that and, was and, it and i think they did the same thing against us i mean jc hit a ball um borderline warning track maybe his first or second at bat that any other day i think leaves the ballpark um now it's not over the trees or anything but i think it's off the bat you think it's gone but then it just hits that wall and basically comes straight down there was one to left was that the, where they kind of had a little trouble with it but made the catch yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So, i mean I, I really think you know it, it was a bad night to hit um you asked me what, what i did i didn't i didn't like to hit when it was windy or cold um mm-hmm. you, it, it, and when it was both of them i was like nah just count me i'm over four today all right, but when it's windy and you're getting there, used to be there was no pitch count or no delayed game penalties or anything like that, and pitcher will sit up there and take all the time, and the wind's beating you with dry balls open, and it, it affects your hitting. But, man, I'm telling you, it was it was a great game. Both teams executed what they wanted to do. Losing 2-1 to one is not fun, but losing 2-1 to one like that is good. Um, you know, I, I don't necessarily think, there will you can point your finger to one thing says that costs us the game you know we hit the ball hard several times and they made plays they put the shift on we hit the ball to the shift um we made some great defensive plays star made an unbelievable play at second base um which should have been a web gym if it doesn't he uh he got robbed but as a team i was very pleased with the way we went about our business yesterday all right, we have a home run question from Jamie. We have a home run stat from Johnny. Johnny Stats, Johnny Robertson, who says the Pirates have hit 52 home runs this season. 49 of them came in wins. They only have three home runs in losses. The stats to consider. Johnny Stats always bringing the interesting stats. He also says, Brandon, the Pirates have lost six games by one run this season. That's something we talk about with teams uh, in every sport. Football, one-possession games. Basketball, games decided by five or less. Baseball, one-run games. And those teams that make runs and have magical years have those records uh, where they have a ton of wins in one-run games, things like that. Yeah, last night, though, it, it just sort of – you saw it about to happen. We were going in the – we came back in the bottom of the ninth. I think we got a big out right there. And, you, and the 
the crowd felt we were going to score two runs right there. Yeah, especially the history of this series this year. That's right. I mean, and, and that's just the way we are. Um, we just di- we just didn't get the big hit last night. Um, you're going to have that in, in baseball. And, I mean, it, it sucks that it was against them, but I think we took two out of three from Carolina this year. Is that right? That is correct, sir. Why did not? Why didn't we go for the sweep camo hats yesterday midweek? Oh, good question, Brent. Now you're asking the right questions. You're just asking the wrong. I guy. mean, if, if we're talking about tradition and that's our lucky thing, that's what we like to do when we go for a sweep. We should have wore camo. They should have gone Sunday yellows. Sunday yellows camo hats. Yeah, good point, Brandon. All right, Jamie says. Outside of a few games, ECU doesn't seem to be power hitters, not home run hitters. Is that fair, accurate? Yeah, um, beginning of the season, we laid it out there. I, I said I didn't, I didn't see us having that one guy with 15 like Bryson did last year. We're going to have six to seven guys with eight to ten, um, and I and I think that's where we're at. I think we got a few with, you know, six, seven, a few guys with eight. And I think uh, JC's got nine. Um, that's just where we're going to be. Now we we're not hitting the ball as hard as we should in my opinion um i think we take a lot of uh we we do take a lot of third strikes i'm not going to deny that i'm not going to sugarcoat that that's crap and we got to do better as that but um we're not a power hitting club we're a you know base hit base to base club uh moving runners over getting them in old school baseball and that's that's clip's demeanor anyway cliff cliff clip yep uh brandon jamie says uh brandon mentioned the errors we've had some games like that probably been lucky to get some wins earlier this year are we carrying unrealistic expectations with hosting i mean at this point yes so you know we can still post but there's yeah. a whole lot of things that got to happen oh yeah we laid it um, out earlier you basically need to win all 11 and win the conference tournament we need to beat campbell that is a big win for beating campbell um because we beat them and I, I don't i don't know if our strength of schedule is better than theirs or rpi is better than theirs i'm not 100 sure on that right now um but we need to beat campbell uh we need to sweep this weekend to get us going a sweep this weekend on the road would get the monkey off our back on road on road games and we it just needs to get going for the conference tournament we then when the conference tournament i think we'll have a, a better record than we did last year when we did host uh kind of a, a side question here jamie brought up a topic of the alabama baseball coach and then we'll get back to ecu in a moment but have, have you seen this story at all brandon mm-hmm. so uh brad bohannon alabama baseball coach was fired five days after suspicious wagering was detected on the crimson tides game at lsu um i do not know if there are any details it's an I, ongoing I, I, hear, I heard about you that was uh you talked about this on tuesday yeah. i was mowing the grass listening and um didn't get any on the road guys um <laughs> uh but was it i mean it was is it like a pete rose all the all the signs pointed to him or was it hey, the only thing i've seen and i haven't seen anything official but it was something to the effect of and again i don't even know if this is true or not but a pitcher was scratched a, a pitcher was scratched but you coaches all around the world will tell their media guys or their radio friends i mean hey we just got you know scott rogers may even get a right before the interview hey he's scratched i'm not going and scott rogers is liable to go down to the neighborhood bookie down there i doubt it but, but it's got to be more than that because if a coach is getting fired for it then there's smoke yeah so there's probably some fire 
or they just wanted to get rid of the guy and found what's, what's their record uh i will look that up i mean they're they're in one of the one of if not the hardest baseball conferences in the nation for college baseball the way molly was talking about them the other day they're not one of the uh the best in their conference. so if you got um and i'm probably i don't remember what molly said the other day when you when you scratch a team from a mediocre sec team to face another mediocre sec team i mean what what are you really accomplishing here what what, what i mean if you went like, oh man, this guy had their number. He he was uh, he was gonna throw a one hitter. I mean, if Michael J. Fox has his little book that says in 2023 he went to the future, it says, hey, this is gonna happen, and then you bet 200 grand on there, and it looks weird. That's you know insider information. Yeah. Just to say a pitcher scratch that doesn't mean anything in the SEC. Yeah, thirty is it's Friday night. I mean, if we scratch you, Savage, and start Jake Hunter, but we would make that. We wouldn't keep that a secret until pitch time. I mean, other people we're going to tell people. All right. I mean, I don't unless the guy unless the guy put two hundred grand on it himself or his wife did two hundred grand in it. I mean, I, I don't. You know. Overall, Alabama thirty and fifteen on the year, nine and twelve in SEC play. Yeah. Not spectacular. Not low tide. Again, hey, very good. All right. Uh, let's see. Clip, uh, I actually had a listener that called and had a question. Okay. Um, and it was more directed towards Brandon than uh, than you. Well, but fine. <laughs> I'll just sit here and be pretty. <laughs> well, this listener wanted to, to uh, address the question when teams uh, do the shift on the Pirates, when the Pirates are up to bat. He said uh, his question was, why doesn't Cliff call for the batter to bunt in that situation in the opposite direction? It's just the the time. It's the game of baseball we play today. Uh, you look at. Uh, do you know why they don't shift on Lane Hoover, or why they don't shift on say Nowak? Because well, they can bunt and they can go the other way. Yeah, I was gonna say. Well, I mean, you know, Hoover can go the other I, way. That's swinging. right. That's right. Um, you also are going to say uh, the reason you put a shift in. You also pitch to the shift. Okay. So if you're putting everybody over there, you're going to see inside fastballs. You're going to see you know cutters that go in on the hands of left-handed batters, and they're going to have to pull it. A yep. lot of times, if the shift doesn't work, the pitcher makes the, a mistake, the right, Brandon? Makes, the pitcher makes the mistake. We saw that when ECU was in the field this past weekend. Uh, ball was on the outer half of the plate, right? And That's right. right. Two-lane two guy just yeah. shot it right to third, but got a double out of it. You know, A Mac. I mean, it would have been a routine play for A Mac if he would have been there, but he was just shits out of the box. So, I mean, so yes. A, it's hard to bunt it as it is, but like Brandon's saying, if they're throwing a, a cutter inside on you and you're trying to go that way, I mean, it, it's, it's it's hard. Yeah. I mean, if they, this one thing to get like a hanging breaking pitch, and that's, we were taught breaking pitches hanging in front of you, go the other way with your breaking pitches, but they're not taught that now. They're just, they're taught to just bang them. I mean, just, let's get them out of the park. So, I mean, uh, yes, you're exactly right. In, in 2000, in 1955 to 2010, you did not shift. You hit the ball where it was pitched, and you went on your way. Somewhere around the 2010 time frame, it was like, no, nah, we're just going to get up here and hit it. And, I mean, it, even in the pros, and that's kind of watered-down baseball, but and it is it, what it is. It's a very valid question. Why aren't we doing this? It's wide open. Lay down the bunt, take first, but it's a lot easier said than done. And, and I have a follow-up to that. Uh, there's a lot of times when uh, Nowak and uh, Hoover and even JC, for that matter, and the second baseman is playing very deep double play depth and very on the fringe of the grass, and a sweet drag bunt 
gets you on first base and we do not do that um, I know Cliff's a fan of that. Um, he must see it in practice that we can't consistently do it enough to maybe call it. Um, but, I mean, I, I know that's things that he likes to do, and we've done it a couple of times this year, but not enough in my opinion. I've seen this one, uh, Brandon. Good question. Robert says, I don't want to see it happen, but if Campbell plays as they have, is their stadium capable of hosting a, a regional, super regional? I don't know how many they sit. I think they're in the 3,000-seat range. Well, they have a nice facility, right? Because yeah. it was built oh, for a minor league team. It is built for a minor league team. I just don't know how many they sit right now. Do you know what the minimum is to host? I think it's 5,000. Okay. Oh. Uh, it sits five, oh, well, I mean, five. I haven't been there since they've done all the upgrades. So, yeah. I mean, Campbell can host. I don't. But the problem with hosting, they look more than, more than just a stadium. What's around it? Oh, wait. I think I'm looking at the... Uh, Football? Yeah. <laughs> that's a mistake jim perry stadium yes is what i want to see and oh we got a low capacity for that brandon what we got uh 1250 1250 yeah i don't see them hosting but i think there's been a couple of years where we were the uh, host team and didn't actually play it at Clark- claire before it was built and they just go to like the you know, we went to Kinston, I think. So we played house. Campbell. How close is Bowie's Creek to Fayetteville? Like, it's not very close. 30 though. minutes. Oh, really? Yeah. So they could just host, well, depending on the what happens. Fayetteville Swamp Dogs? Sure. Is that it? Are you being serious? It was the minor league the team. The Woodpeckers. Woodpeckers? Yeah. There used to be a Swamp Dogs team down there. Okay. Um, Coastal Plain League. Okay. That would depend on, obviously, what the Woodpeckers are doing that weekend. It might be tough to do. So their stadium is about the same size as Guy Smith. Or they could come host over here in Greenville. We'd welcome them in. I mean, you? I, I'm dead serious. You could see that. Um, ODU uh, was one in South Carolina, right? Yeah. Did I make that up? I, I think that's right. I mean, that, that happens every yes. year. There's some, there's somebody that's a, you know, a higher seed, but you don't have the facilities, so you go to the next regional higher seed. Um, but down there would say Coastal be the high, um, is Coastal's facilities good enough for a regional host, and are they able to host a regional? So could we go? Could Campbell go to Coastal and do it? I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of options, and they also look into the facilities of like say places for out of towners to stay. Right. Um, yeah. And I think Greenville just squeaks into that. Yeah. Good point. Uh, Brandon, it was probably a little bit. At, yeah, it was probably after your time. But ECU played in a regional in Coastal, right? Do you remember that? What was that? Mid to late two thousands. Mm, that was when I, I mean. Am I making that up? So you mean mid to late two thousand? You mean like teens? I'm thinking. Uh, no, no, no. I'm thinking like eights. No, well, I, I graduated I in two thousand seven, and then the next year is when uh, we had South Carolina here. That was uh, Jackie Bradley. Jackie Bradley robbed uh, some bombs. Uh, folks, what year did ECU play in Coastal for a regional? Help me out. I feel like I hope I'm not making this up. There's no way I'm making this up. Let me know. All right. Uh, tell you what, we still need to hear from Cliff Goblin last night. Let's hear that right now, Shirley. Let's hear some of his comments from last night's after the game. This is uh, our Farm Bureau ECU baseball report with Brandon Manning, and here is Cliff Goblin. Coach, I feel like you guys pitched just about as well as you could. It just was just not consistent offense, I guess, today. Well, I mean, did you, did you see the flag? Like, it wasn't yeah. good for either team. You know, it's hard to – it's really tough conditions and blowing in, you know, 30, 40 miles an hour. Uh, should we have been a little bit better offensively? Absolutely. But really tough for both teams. But I thought our pitching was outstanding. Um, we need to win a couple more pitches offensively. 
It's a game of inches, the sixth inning there. Uh, you know, we have an air out there in the outfield, and then uh, the next guy bloops the ball in, and Cunningham gets the glove on it but doesn't make a play. So, uh, you know, you got to make those plays. If you're going to win that type of game, you got to make those plays. And, um, you know, we just didn't do enough to win. And, you know, kudos to them. They pitched really good as well. So, um, you know, we were just a little bit short. Talk about Spivey come in, coming in in a relief role. Just kind of back to that. How, how did he perform? And... Yeah, you know, I, I know there's some people out there that, uh, you know, think that's a negative thing for him. But he actually wanted that because he wanted to get back to having an aggressive mentality. And that's what he is right there. So he pitched great. Um, actually, landing in pitched great. We just didn't help him out defensively. Uh, Jay Hunter pitched great. Of course, Sailor gave us a great start. And uh, Shinkman was really good at the end as well game like this, uh, that, those plays are magnified, the defensive plays, so just how much, you know. Well, you, you got to, I mean, it's, it's a one-run game. You got to make those plays, so uh, we got to be better, and uh, we'll uh, be ready to go tomorrow and get on the plane and go to Cincinnati. Uh, all of our guys are done with exams, except Eric Richards got one tomorrow, so um, it's the best time to play college baseball when you're out of school, so our guys will be ready to go. Any update on Trey? Uh, yes, he is uh, feeling good. Um, he's going to get off the mound tomorrow, and he might be available on Sunday to pitch out the bullpen, not start. Probably had a feeling they'd throw Carlson at least at some point tonight. Just talk about that matchup and how tough yep. it is. Yep, I mean, it's, uh, you got to look at his splits. He's really good against lefties. That's why uh, pinch hit Nate and, uh, you know, game of baseball. Nate smokes the ball, and it's just right at the third baseman. So Nate did what he was supposed to do. It just didn't work out in our favor. <clears throat> There's Cliff Goblin from last night's game and <clears throat> talked about the mistake in the field uh, that we touched on, the wind that was a factor. Also, a little nugget that we might see Trey Savage coming up at the end of the weekend, not starting, but maybe getting some innings in on Sunday, perhaps. So, uh, Cliff, after the game, not thrilled uh, with his team, but it wasn't one of those, like you said, Brandon, that just got away from him, like in Wichita or some others we had it was a tight tough baseball game kind of like the one we played in raleigh last yeah week. i mean we fought the whole time uh the players were up you know the the crowd that was there was not a full house last night i was a little disappointed for that but i realized it was what 65 degrees um a little windy so people some people stayed home but it was uh <laughs> that just sounds funny i, I know 65, it's, it's 65 degrees, degrees like, and everybody's like oh, it's too cold out there uh, but, I mean, also, you know, you got Greenville Little League starting. Uh, Winterville uh, record, um, you know, Winterville baseball has started. T-ball started all around the county. The crowd was fine. Fun. The crowd was good. Yeah, the crowd was good. But I will say this crowd, Cliff shouldn't have to pump us up with his one good arm because he only ever uses one arm. Oh, that is true. That's true. I mean, I'm, I'm just assuming something's wrong with his left shoulder. <laughs> That's a good um, observation. Uh, you know, maybe a torn labrum or something. I don't know. but I tell you, Or maybe he's just saving that two-arm pump for, for a, like a huge, huge situation. Game, huge yeah. situation. Next time you get him, say, why just one arm on the uh, when you're asking for momentum? Good question. That, isn't I'm gonna that what Hulk Hogan would do? He would, he would flip it around yeah. and do the ear? Well, no, but when he was, when he was going, man, uh, he was... When they were counting it yeah, down, yeah. yeah, one, two, and he and would get he, up, and then he would hit him, and he would just walk and didn't walk around, and yeah, he'd hulk up. That's right, uh, Brandon. My other question for Cliff when, when we talked to him during the off season, how do how would he feel about a weekend off during the regular season like North Carolina's getting this week? So we used What's to have take? that. Really, we we used to have that. Uh, I know junior college has a weekend off. Um, it's all about um, what your conference has, and if you you know you don't have that 
conference tie-in that game and it just works out the american um, could do it because they have two teams that did, play each other six times why not but then the other teams couldn't so i guess you would have to rotate a weekend off every five years or something because every team couldn't have a weekend off could they either way i don't know so i like i'm it. just saying rather than playing cincinnati six times we can play them three but what i i we used to have it around e- either on the front or the start or of um uh exams yeah um because it gives you a chance to get some things done uh you know maybe go home talk to mom and dad do do something like that but i i, I enjoy a weekend off um you know just like football players do you just, sometimes you just need to de- decompress i mean i, I know will coxon would enjoy right um a crystal a, a- Mac. so got josh grows i asked him he said hey i i like the routine i want to play every week now if you ask a position player exactly. they might have a different answer so i mean josh you, you ask a reliever he really doesn't care i mean he's going to go out there every three days and th- throw 25 30 pitches and that's just the way it's going to be but you ask a catcher or you ask somebody that has started every game Man, my, my my feet hurt. My 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 legs are tired. Uh, let's let's get a nice ice bath weekend. Yeah. All right, let's uh, get a break in. When we return, a little more on ECU baseball. If you got questions, comments, you can get those in. By the way, I'm not crazy, and my recall is good. 2008, East Carolina played that regional in Conway, South Carolina. How about the finale against Coastal? They lost 24 to 11 tough one for uh, pitchers and fans of pitching in that game all right let's take a break back with more pirate radio live name that sound coming up we're back with you after this You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to visit one of ECU graduate Brandon Tate's U.S. Cellular locations and experience the highest standard of customer service. The purpose of the Atlantic Wireless Store experience is to inform, illuminate, and inspire. Find the location near you at AtlanticWireless.com. Atlantic Wireless, we go beyond the call. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right. Thank you to Pirate Radio listener Lauren who just dropped off a 1998 Atlanta Braves magazine and scorecard. So cool. Looks like a game program. This looks very familiar. I've seen this before. Um, And it's got player bios and stories, and it is a blast from the past. uh, I loved this era of Atlanta Braves baseball. It's got a nice cigarette ad full pet on the back of it. Good, good times. You, you, don't, you don't see the cigarette ads anymore. <laughs> good times. Uh, thank you so much, Lauren. This is awesome. Speaking of things that don't happen anymore, does uh, Shirley still read like the news report, like the little like, 15, 20-second news every once in a while? I remember that. I you mean to, like during the show? During the show. I mean, that used to be a thing. Daily Reflector, local yeah. headlines. Do we? Do, y- do y'all still do that? Certain? No, no. I don't, we don't really do that anymore. <sighs> Do you miss those headlines? Would you like Shirley I mean, to just read you a few? Speaking of Shirley, Shirley, Brandon asked me a question, and I said, you know what? I'm going to ask Shirley Rhodes, who is our Pirates in the Pros expert, 
is justin hardy playing anywhere these days um yes he well he did this past season in the cfl he was playing for the ottawa red blacks and they're okay their season's not going on currently. yeah right so, so he is uh, i mean unless he got you know released and i have not seen anything um unless he got released i'm assuming he's still with the red blacks we talked to dominique davis last week uh there's he's about to get going with some off-season stuff and get ready to get rolling so yeah he, i remember he had a huge game it was like a canadian holiday and they were playing day football do you mm-hmm. remember that Shirley? yep i do and he was putting up some big numbers on espn but uh well, yeah we'll follow him and the cfl guys this year great to catch up with noah henderson earlier in the show big noah as he goes to the buffalo bills CJ and Holton to Seattle, Keaton to the Ravens, Ryan Jones to the Giants, and let me add one more to the list. Isaiah Winstead. Our guy. Let's go, baby. Isaiah Winstead. So, so, that video that he put on social media got over a million views so, and over, I mean, in thousands of retweets. He better take out some commission or whatever he money he gets from his uh if he had an agent or somebody because his agent didn't do any any of that. He did that. Yeah. Yeah. He did that. He, he did went that into on business his own. for himself and got him a gig. There you go. Awesome for him. All right. I haven't talked to anybody about this. What are we going to do about name that sound today? Who's playing? All right. Y'all, Chandler's y'all's call. In. Would you like to play or comment? That's that's up to you. I mean, I, I really hate to do it to you again. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, no, you don't hate to do that. You would love I to mean, do it to me again. I mean, do you want to play? I'll play. I'll play. All right, we'll go triple threat again. I need a triple threat rematch. Plus, when I lose in triple threat games, it doesn't go against my official one-on-one record. So So is it like a two-to-one? So if I beat you twice today, does that... (laughs) Yeah, we'll give you one for that, One for that. All right. Um, And, Jamie, I will get to your baseball question with Brandon before we get out of here today. That is my promise to you. All right, Shirley, hit the music. I ain't as good as I... uh, Come on in, sit right down, take a guess, and name that sound, turn that frown upside down, because it's time for name that sound. Now, here's the host of Name That Sound, Miss Shirley Rhodes. Welcome in to Name That Sound. I am your host, Shirley Rhodes. We have another... uh, Be careful how you word that. Yeah, let me rephrase that. We have three contestants today. (laughs) I missed it. Clip, Chandler, and Brandon. And the rules are simple. I play a sound. You try to guess what it is. Gentlemen, are you ready? It's a three-player swing, Cotton. Oh, oh boy. Okay, here we go. <laughs> First sound. Oh, stuff and fluff. Oh, that's... Uh, Winnie Pooh. <clears throat> you are correct, sir. Brandon, <laughs> off and running. <laughs> Who's your favorite Winnie the Pooh character? Christopher Robin. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. All right. Not on a Tigger. <laughs> oh, yeah, Tigger. Great. I, was well, Thumper Winnie the Pooh? No, that's that was Bambi. No, that was Bambi. All right, sorry, sorry. All right, here we go. Next sound. I have no idea what the hell just happened. I said Triple H. We both said time to play the game. 
Man, I hate this. I the answer. The answer is that is the theme song to Triple H. Yeah. But you both got it correct. No, no, we didn't. Only one. Okay. I'm sorry, Chandler. I was like, I was jerking. No, you don't. I was say jerking. I'm sorry. I was I'm, jerking. I'm literally Shane. saying, get the point right. flip. Good. Kudos. I, I, was I was messing. Yeah, around. that's why you I'm know, no. nine. At least hey, one of y'all play fair. You are a man of integrity. At least one of y'all play fair. That's why I'm like oh and ten. <laughs> you play too fair. <laughs> I play way too fair. You got to play dirtier. Yeah, even when I get it right, I'm like, you're no, not cheating. You're, you're not trying. Yeah. So he ain't trying. All right. Next sound, gentlemen. Boom, bop, Elvira. That would be wow. Good job, Brandon. Elvira. Yep. I, I couldn't. Home, I couldn't do the whole thing because it would be too easy. Who's the uh, group or the singer? Oak Ridge Boys? Oak Ridge Boys. Right, okay. and the beards and a boom bop, a boom bop, bow wow. Yeah. All right, here we go. Next sound. All the girls down at Dirty Betty's are standing in line to dance with motor hips. Dave George Jefferson. Jefferson. Brandon got uh, it. Who is George it? Jefferson. George Jefferson. George Jefferson. And we're moving on up. So, if you're following along, I've played four sounds. Brandon's got three out of the four. Clip's got one, and Chandler has zero. I'm with Austin. These are too old. Brandon's older than me. <laughs> what? He's nailing all okay. these. I'm not, hold in on, my cra- defense, for everybody, and- <laughs> Clip is older than me. He graduated three years ahead of me in high school. That's because I was smart. Um, we're the same age. I graduated three years before you. <laughs> I, I couldn't drive, so I rode with you places. <laughs> That's because you kept failing your test. And <laughs> true. And also, in my defense, I didn't know Brandon was going to choose to play today. Yeah. What? When I when I do these Clips, sounds, again, I do Clips these days ahead, days in advance. I am. I have some Brandon. good sounds. I'll I'm older than Brandon. Like ones but, I've been thinking about. But okay. I, these two guys in here, they have old souls. Yes. Next sound. By the way, Chandler is playing, folks. He's he's trying. <laughs> I've even got my hair. Brandon's kicking our tails, though. Here we go. Now oh, look what you've done. You brought the little bobbies down on us. You take the missus outside. Dustin Hoffman. No, I actually, I am I, looking I, for the actor this no, time. No, Nicholas Cage. <laughs> In wow. National Treasure. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> Wow. This is uh all right. I'm saying you're too good to play. They were trying to steal the con- uh the constitution and he was trying to take the attention off of his uh future wife. What I remember those That's my favorite movie by the way. Those that are one good I wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, National the Treasure sh- is the actually show really on good. Disney uh, Disney uh Plus was actually pretty good. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Only gentlemen. one season though. Okay. Next sound. <laughs> Scream psycho. Uh, Chandler's seen himself obviously. in the mirror. No. Well, I'm naming movies. By the way, this is an animal. Oh, it's the goat on that commercial. I, yeah, Chandler I, I, got I, I'll it. Get, I'll give it to you. Yeah, that, that's that's it. the goat on the commercial. By the way, that is an actual goat sound. Yes. Goats actually make that sound. That's crazy. What was the commercial for? I My forgot. My goat doesn't. Is it Goats, goat? there is a particular breed of goat. I just don't know what the breed name is. But Please do find out because I'll buy it. Yeah. Oh, it's... But, it's just a video of a goat doing that. Yeah, but no, the goat actually makes that sound. But wasn't it on a commercial? My yes. goodness. Can y'all do this during the break? I got a baseball game a little bit, Chandler. All right. Keep it going. Sorry. Brandon has four. Clip has one. Chandler has one. Next sound, gentlemen. All point ten. Brandon said it first. Ha, 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 ha. 
I'm just putting that out there. All right. Sorry, buddy. Come on. <laughs> Hold on. Right, give the big Sheldon it. Cooper. They're there. Can you have your tantrum during the break? Come on. Put your headphones on. <laughs> Custom says, what, is he, what does he say is customary to ask if they would like a hot, hot beverage, chocolate? A hot beverage. A hot beverage. Yeah. Yeah. I hope you all are enjoying Brandon's last game. <laughs> Here we go. Next, Sam. Paramount. Universal Studios. Marvel Comics. No. No. You're on the right track with the Paramount. It's the one that's got the... MGM. E.T. Yeah. It is a movie, though. Oh, it's not a movie company? No, it's not Uh, a movie company. Play it again, please. Back to the future. (laughs) And you referenced Back to the Future earlier. Earlier, I did. I did. I did. Great Scott, Marty. Hey, yay, yay. All right. Folks, I might just, uh, I'm going to go run a few errands and come back. <laughs> Next sound. All right. When I started, woo, when nobody Little Richard. Little Richard. Mm. Brandy got God. Tutti Fruity. I've lost all woo. my confidence. Mashed potatoes and cranberry sauce. That was a commercial. Shut up. <laughs> I loved his cameo. I love it. Go, woo. <laughs> Shut up. I love his cameo on Full House. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brandon has seven points. Cliff has one. Chandler has one. It's time for a break. Last sound, and then we'll take a break because it seems like these guys need a breather. Last sound. Undertaker. Dun, dun, dun. Tales of the Opera. Phantom of the Opera. Phantom of the Opera. Tales of the Opera. Phantom of the Opera. Is that a um, like a skeleton singing? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, the score as it stands right this Get second. that fist out of my face. I'm not giving you a pity fist bump. I don't like to leave people hanging, but that is junk talk, and I'm not. No. Go, go How many is left in the second round? Uh, five sounds plus your bonus sound. You can, you can still. And we're going to take a quick break because uh, they're going to beat each other up. Is it? He's and, got uh, every. Is it? No, it's, it's logistically possible for you to tie. You know what? I love trash talk, Brandon, so I like what you're doing right now. I hate it's against me. Go to break. What'd y'all do? Chandler spilled uh, a beverage. Slight bit. No. Chandler did not. Oh. All right. I just well, always... Because you're the young guy. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Yeah. Let these guys regroup. We have one more round of Name That Sound. We'll be back in just a moment. <laughs> You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back. Fifth Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room is your favorite place in downtown Greenville for lunch, dinner, or drinks with friends. And Fifth Street serves lunch and dinner Tuesday through Sunday. Plus, they have brunch starting at 1030 on Saturdays and Sundays. You can follow Fifth Street on Instagram for the latest events and specials. Fifth Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room right beside the State Theater in Greenville. Now, welcome back to Pirate Radio Live. We are in the midst of Name That Sound, and just like the evil empire, Brandon Manning is laying the whooping on everybody in this uh, game of Name That Sound. He leads it. He has seven points. Clip has two, and Chandler has one as we head into the third and final round. This is embarrassing. So if I get get one, it's done. One and done. Pretty much, I guess. Because there's only five questions left. Then it's it's just uh, becoming a battle of uh, second place. Austin could just, you could just mute Austin. Austin said, Tales of the Opera, the horror musical mashup we never knew we needed, but now we definitely (laughs) won't. Tales from the Crypt slash Phantom of the Opera. (laughs) That's a good sound. The little little laugh the Crypt Keeper Have we done that? Yes, we have actually used the laugh from the Crypt Keeper. Trust me. All right, gentlemen, we are heading into round three, Bet. All right, here we go. Sound one for round three. Did you see the flag? Cliff got one. Okay. I mean, that... Did you, did you? Was that the real sound? That was from last night. Yeah. That was from last night. We played night. it earlier this hour, about 20 minutes ago. Just just take that off. Just That's not a fair sound. Brandon. All right, fine. Get, all right, I win. I'm going home now. That's, all right. No, I'm playing. You, get, whatever you want to do, Shirley, you're keeping score. But I you don't need to tell her that. She knows that. She doesn't need your permission. <laughs> Next sound. Abba. Oh, in sync. No. no. Oh, Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys. No. 98 degrees. No, this is like 20 years before that. Uh, is it a boy band? Debbie Gibson. Is it a boy band? It's a band. No, I mean, it's that the consists 90s. of boys. Nineties. Maybe the All for one. One Direction. Nope. No, this is like Jonas Brothers. Big time. Runs. This is before all of them were. Clip got it. Okay, got it. Sounded nineties. That was released not too long ago, like within the last month. I've never heard a Jonas Brothers song, but I just did. That is called Waffle House by the Jonas Brothers. Uh, all right, so it's eight to three. Eight, three, and one. Those are your scores, Brandon, Clip, and Chandler. Rooster. Nope. Chicken. Nope. A hen. Penguin. Mm-mm. A Jake. Mm-mm. That's a young Ha-ha. turkey. Um. Oh, uh, no. Do it again. It's a little piggy. Nope. It's that girl with the emu. No. I've never heard Emmanuel Todd Lopez say anything. Ostrich? Nope. Mm. Is, it a, is it in the bird family? It is not in the bird family. Okay. okay. I thought we were. A coyote? This is a mammal. A seal. Oh, a hyena. Nope. 
<laughs> a domesticated hyena? Jesus Lord. It's at a zoo somewhere. Nope. Not at a zoo? She's calling it over. Come on, mm-hmm. let's go. A, a cow. A, nope. um, another on. weird goat. Nope. Come on. One what, more time. What would you have? <laughs> Marcus is out there like, I don't know, man. We didn't have those in Martin County. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you might would have had a one oh, of these in Martin boar. County. A duh, uh, Eat your uh, food, Tana. A, chi- a chihuahua. No, good your, God. What is it? Not an emu, but um. It is a red fox. That is the what sound the of a red say? fox. What does the fox Man, say? That's the uh, now looking back at it, like when I, when everybody's running deer dogs and stuff and fox dogs, they'll play that for dogs to come out of the woods sometimes. Wow. Uh huh. Man, God, missed it. See, it was a Martin County thing. Aha! Uh-huh. All, right. All right. God, Marcus, where you at, bud? Next okay. sound. Sandpaper. Scratch and sniff. No. <laughs> Scratch and sniff. <laughs> Scratch off. Um, Scratch off. Oh, it's scissors cutting paper. Chandler got oh. it. Hey, oh! That a boy. <laughs> I'm so good at this game. That a boy. <laughs> All right. Construction paper there, perhaps? Yep, some construction paper. Here we go. Last sound of the round, then we have a bonus sound. James Bond. James Bond. <laughs> James Brandon's, um, syna- what is it called? Synapsis? Or Synopsis? Synapse. Uh, Synopsis. His, his brain, synapse, what is it called? They're firing off. I can't even say it. My Brett, mine's not firing off. Yours are. Here's the bonus sound. Elk. Dinosaur. I, no, Brandon I, got it. That was, it was an elk. It was an elk. It was an elk bugle. Get actually, off this show. Go. If you want the common. Um. What a performance! That double digits. Is that double digits? Shirley, this is. It is your final score. Brandon ten, my word. Clip three, Chandler two. Frank the tank. This is your game, Shirley. But I am going to nominate Brandon Manning for the name that sound Hall of Fame. Yeah, I'm right. I mean, has, he's he's only has anybody like gotten double digits yet? I'm gonna bring you a jacket next week. Has anybody gotten double digits? Just to do that. I don't believe so. No. <laughs> okay. 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 This was your last game. <laughs> you are. <laughs> officially banned from the show you've aged out you've yeah yeah. you've aged out you're too good for this game i could play in the fall but in the spring i had to go to the next league (laughs) congratulations yeah you have to go up a division your rating is too high it was a good run uh i want to thank my sponsors uh Farm Bureau. Farm, Farm Bureau Insurance. Farm Bureau Insurance. If you'd like to call Brandon for a to schedule a review or to congratulate him on this game, 531-1812. Schedule a review. Get a free quote. Chandler's got the giggles. No, no. He's a giggle box. Eric said, check him for PEDs. <laughs> oh, yeah. I need you to pee in this cup before you leave. Because <laughs> you got something going, man. And you got your alpha hand I mean, on the side look, again. I, I tried to keep it right here to be. If you go back and look at the the replay, throw the red flag out, do what you got to do. I did not put my intimidating palm 
that you said that's kind of you're trying to intimidate me you're doing it was literally just there it was but yeah. the game's over all right one more baseball question we got to take right, a break get to marcus crandall and larry shannon in hour three uh jamie said so i guess indiana switched out a game late in their season to improve their rpi instead of playing a bad rpi team they brought in a new one he, he wanted to know if this is like a big 10 rule uh i think uh i want to say nc state did that last year they dropped somebody off their schedule late in the year um or maybe the year before last uh it's it's very popular in the sec and acc but did they replace them because i've seen teams just not play we're just not gonna play right i've seen that that actually helps us if we win it doesn't help anything but if we lose so it's just a, a trap game if you will yeah um so they just they're like nah i'm good i'm good i just rather not play you at all we, we got too many kobe cases and, and they just throw an excuse out there because they're in their acc uh, preston morgan came by picked up a prize earlier today said synapsis is the word i'm looking for synapsis. preston this is at least the third time maybe fourth that you have come up with a word that we can't come up with so we appreciate you helping us out very smart guy because we are struggling here can re- well just, everybody was brand jay preston uh perhaps yes. jay preston morgan yeah all right, Brandon, we'll let you go. No, I'm on one thing, soapbox, really quick. High school NIL should not happen. And oh. It's uh, it's terrible. There's a double-edged sword. I get that you're trying not to let everybody go to uh, private schools, and it's really um, – I heard Molly talk about Wayne County. Wayne County was the tops in just about everything. Come on, athletic directors. Uh, Rob Maloney, tell, I, I know you're not for it. Uh, you're, you're a public school guy. Let's, let's not let this happen. Uh, at all it can't be good and that's so forth and so on that's the, all la- I mean. the last thing you need is high school athlete athletes making more money than potentially the than the teachers and the coaches that try to teach them because at this point uh, it's not going to be about learning so it, it's not going to be about grades <clears throat> it's going to be about how much money they can make you know if they really want to do something let's say all right if you know you're going pro uh, like like a LeBron James or a Kobe or a Kevin Garnett, and they want to start doing some deals, and they know that they're not going to go to college. You know what? Let them guys do it. They're self promoting. But um, baseball can't do it, and football can't do it because you. I mean, excuse me, football can't do it. So it's really unfair to football players who cannot go pro right out of high school, um, like some of these other people do, and make money. So I, I'm not a big fan for it, and it doesn't need to happen. All right, Brandon Manning. Marcus Crandall joining us. Marcus, any thoughts on this discussion? It, it is a pretty interesting topic, <laughs> but I won't um, I won't make a comment on it right now because I just read about it um, a couple of days ago and so was unaware until then. Yeah. And, uh, but, I mean, like you said, it's a double-edged sword, sword right? So where, you know, it, it's good for the athlete that is getting paid, but it's uh, on the back end of that, it's the... All the backlash that's going to come, like Shirley mentioned, with the teachers and all those things, and yeah. uh, the attitudes, right? The attitudes, that, and right. the pompousness that it, may if, if come you give from a it. minor, if you give a minor a bunch of money, they're going to do minor things, and those minor things are going to get them into trouble. I think that's what it leads to. I mean, if you would have given me ten thousand dollars a year and said, "Hey, you're just playing baseball. Here's ten thousand dollars," I would have blown it on something stupid, no doubt in my mind. And, well, and I, I mean. Just, it, it, when you say that now, that that becomes uh, more of a parenting issue, right? The, the In regards parents, to the parents now, aren't getting the money. It, it, they aren't getting the money, but they are, so to speak, right? Because it's in their household, and they have to educate their kids on, you know, managing their money at you're a right. young age. You're right. 
All right, Chad says next week Brandon's induction into the Name That Sound Hall of Fame. Thanks, That's Chad. That's coming up next week. And In the Garden is my favorite hymn. Okay. Brandon, uh, enjoy your weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Brandon Manning, Farm Bureau, ECU Baseball Report, and Name That Sound Hall of Famer. We'll talk to an ECU, a real Hall of Fame, ECU Hall of Famer, Marcus Crandall, coming up next. And Larry Shannon uh, as well, former ECU great at the wide receiver position. Got that coming up, Hour 3, Pirate Radio Live. More to go after this. listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by bud light reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly bud light the official beer of the ecu pirates and proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 now back to the show welcome back brown and wood is your home of the best selection of gmc cadillac buick and mazda in eastern north carolina since 1937 shop their entire inventory online at brown or visit them on Greenville Boulevard. Brown and Wood, Greenville's number one dealership and the home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, the Braves have a 4-2 to lead over the Marlins. Marcelo Zuna, who was hitting 084 a couple days ago, is on a tear. He had five RBIs in the first three innings of last night's game. Uh, just hit another home run. Atlanta up 4-2. to over the Marlins as they go for the sweep. <clears throat> they are in the fourth inning in Miami. Orioles trying to hang on up 10-9 to nine over the Royals. Baltimore looking for win number 21 on the year as they are off to a great start to this season. Those scores on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. Alright, Marcus Crandall joining us here on a Thursday. Marcus, good to see you again. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. Great. Doing great. Uh, first things first, I haven't done this in a while. I want to give glory and thanks to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, man, for this uh, this day, for waking up this morning, and all those good things, man, and for for all the blessings, man. Count your blessings. Absolutely, there you go. absolutely. Marcus, uh, an appropriate jacket for today's show. I don't think that's by mistake. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks jacket. We talked to your friend uh, Kerry Joseph last week, assistant quarterbacks coach for Seattle, and now we got two Pirates heading that way: Holt Nailers and C.J. Johnson, the Conley connection, heading to Seattle. It's pretty cool, man. What we said at the end, uh, God is good, man, in uh, a lot of ways. And so you have two outstanding gentlemen who's done a great thing for uh, ECU Athletics, uh, the city of Greenville. And so they're, now they're getting an opportunity to take their talents to the NFL, which is great. Well, uh, let's talk some more football now with another former ECU great as Larry Shannon joins us on the Pirate Radio Live line. Joining us today, I believe, uh, from down in Florida. Larry, how you doing today? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. And uh, Larry, I last spoke with you uh, during uh, some tough times here uh, in the world with with COVID. And great to to catch up with you again. Since then, Larry, uh, the crowds are back, the sports are back, and it's it's even tough to even think about where we were uh, three years ago, two years ago with sports without without fans, no sports at all going on at that time. But good to see it back to normal, right? Absolutely, man. Um, that was some tough times and. 
and we didn't know what was going to happen, what was going to happen next. But uh, now it's it's really nice to kind of be back to normal and and to enjoy our sports and enjoy our lives. So uh, it's good to hear you guys' voices. Um, you know, me and Marcus is known each other for a long time, and um, we've been we kind of caught up here lately. You know, and, and been been communicating. So thanks for having me on. Larry, you've been a great team, or you were a great teammate, man. I appreciate the words, and um, definitely good to, to stay in touch for sure and always touch base with each other. And uh, it seemed like it was just yesterday when we just talked, right? It was just like no, no time it had elapsed, and uh, we had the old conversations and all those good things. But um, during the, like you said, during those tough times of, of COVID, man, and uh, you, you're coaching high school football now, uh, give us a little bit of an update on what you're doing and um, what the season's been like for you guys since you started back again. Yeah, man. You know, um, I've kind of you know I've been settled down here in the uh, in the in the Venice, Sarasota area for a while, man. You know, um, you know, we did, me and my wife decided that this was kind of where we wanted to raise our kids and uh, put down some roots. And I'm you know just kind of enjoyed my my life as a, as a football coach down here and. Uh, uh, you know, as a teacher at the high school here locally at Venice High School, and um, you know things have been really well. You know, we've been very successful as a football program. Uh, we're one of the, you know, you know, I think our our we're not we're not only one of the better teams in the state of Florida, but you know we're nationally ranked every year. Um, <clears throat> you know, we've had a lot of success. Um, you know, it's tough competition at times, and you know, you you find yourself being a very successful football team, and uh, you know that you always kind of run into a, a juggernaut. You know, uh, a private school or a school that's absolutely loaded, and we've we kind of been disappointed where we lost some football games. You know, in the semifinals, you know, I think it was five years in a row we lost to a powerhouse private school out of Miami in the semifinals, and then finally we broke through. Man, we. Um, you know, we were able to win a state championship down here in 2017, and then we came back and won another one in, in 2021. And then last year, we lost in the state championship game in a very close game, 14-7. to uh, So, you know, we've had a lot of success, man. It's been a good ride, and it's fun as always to kind of be around kids and coach them up and change their lives, and I enjoy every second of it. That's awesome. Larry Shannon joining us. Coach Shannon uh, on the Pirate Radio Live line. Larry, uh, just following you on Facebook, I know uh, there's another generation of Shannon athletes upcoming. So can you give us an update on uh, uh, your, your, your kids and uh, their athletic situation? What's going on with them? You know, um, <clears throat> my son, um, unfortunately, uh, football career has ended. Um, he, you know, he suffered a, a second major knee injury this past season mm. during his senior football season. And, uh, unfortunately, um, you know, after two ACLs, he's decided that, um, he's going to move on and, and go to college. And, um, you know, he's, we're, we're excited for him. He's, he's going to be a Florida Gator. So, um, he's going to stay here in the state and go to, go to university of Florida and study engineering. So, uh, but you know, he it was it was it was great to coach your kid. You know, you know, obviously as a football coach and a football player, you know, one day you want to have your kids kind of follow in your footsteps. And um, and he he was a phenomenal athlete, better athlete than I ever was, but just had some bad luck. And um, and so he he's kind of turning that page in his life and moving on from football. And we're excited to see what he what he's going to do. And, you know, in college and as he starts his college career and, um, <clears throat> and goes and gets his education, 
No, the best athlete in the Shannon family actually is my 12-year-old daughter. Uh, she, um, she's something else, and, but she's a dancer, and uh, she's phenomenal. And I'm trying to, still trying to throw a basketball or volleyball in her hand uh, <laughs> when she's out at dance. Uh, but, but uh, man, we're, our, our kids are doing well, man. We're truly blessed. And, um, you know, it's never a dull moment when you got a house full of kids. Absolutely, man. Larry, um, injuries, unfortunately, is part of the game. Uh, tell your oldest son, man, to keep his head up. And um, the great thing about sports when you decide to play is that it teaches you so many lessons uh, during that journey, uh, even as a young athlete. And I, I encourage him, man, as he goes on to Florida, University of Florida, to just uh, take all the things that he's learned, the coaching, the discipline, all the blood, sweat, and tears that he poured into that game, do the same thing that he's doing for um, for engineering, right? And uh, just going to impact his world in a different way, all right? And so he's going to be behind the scenes, so to speak, now, as, as opposed to, you know, being out there in the limelight of the uh, sporting world. But um, this is what um, life is all about. This is what sports is all about, is really to kind of coach us up and really prepare us for life afterwards. And so uh, just just keep him encouraged, man. See my words of encouragement or, or our words of encouragement yeah. and uh, to keep pressing on and uh, good things are going to happen still regardless in the next life. I appreciate that, Marcus. That means a lot. And, and uh, that's, you know, that's kind of like been the kind of, you know, his, his you know, my motivation for him. And, and I, I tell everybody all the time, it's like there's nothing in life that's going to, Get, you know that he's going to go through that he can't handle now after going through the adversity he's been, uh, he's been through, and uh, he'll be able to to you know he'll be you know you know the you know the poor kid has been through you know over eighteen months of, of physical therapy during his high school career, and I tell him man he and he's still doing it now, and and I tell him all the time like there's nothing that, that you're going to face that you can't overcome that you, you know, after dealing with what, what you've been through, so I appreciate that absolutely. Talking to Larry Shannon today on the Pirate Radio Live Line, Marcus Crandall in studio. Larry, you've known Marcus a long time. I've gotten to know him here these last few years, and one of the most uh, respectful, nice people I've ever met. Uh, just never says a bad word about anybody. Was young Marcus the same way? Has he always been this? He's got to be too good to be true, Larry. I, guess, I can't believe this guy's this nice. Uh, but, man, uh, do you, what do you remember about uh, Marcus back in the 90s? Well, you know, it's, it's great to hear Marcus's voice because we spent so much time together um, through the course of our time at ECU. And then, you know, then as, you know, as Marcus graduated and then as I graduated and moved on and, and lived in different cities and whatnot, we still were, uh, were you know, we still got together quite often and, um, and, and you know, didn't miss a beat. Um, but, you know, one of the first people that I got a chance to really be around in, in Greenville was when I came on my recruiting visit was Marcus. And, um, he wasn't even my host. He didn't host me, but you know, once I got around him, like, it was like, you know, it was like, it was like, you know, this guy's the real deal. You know, like this is, this kind of like, I want to, I want to, I want to get my experience in Greenville from him a little bit, you know? And so we were able to kind of just, you know, you know, be together as far as, you know, him talking to me, talking about ECU football, you know, I, you know, I think he, I think I, you know, we all went out downtown, you know, together, you know, my, my, on my recruiting visit. So, you know, just from the get go, Marcus, you're, uh, is the same person you see, have seen now is exactly how he was in, in 1993 when I met him. 
and that just speaks to his character and how he was raised and and uh, how he truly cares about people. Marcus, you are a tour guide and uh, telling folks about ECU as an Eastern North Carolina guy to these out-of-state guys. But, yeah, that's great to hear, Larry. How about Marcus? Uh, what do you remember about the uh, the athletic Larry Shannon back in the uh, 90s? man. Just a tall target as yeah. far as on the field. But, uh, again, I, I'll speak about off the field because that's most important. Mm-hmm. Even though we went through a lot of lot of great things uh, do, or did a lot of great things as uh, as Pirates on the football field, uh, our bond and our relationship throughout the years uh, just uh, really made made us who we were. Um, really made the Pirates of who we were as far as the team and and, and uh, a, a educational standpoint in regards to uh, teaching guys the way from beginning to end how to get through. And um, and I think uh, those guys exemplified Larry and, and a lot of other guys in regards to that. Uh, exemplify that to the highest in regards to you know just taking guys in under their wings and uh, showing them the ropes so to speak and then um, you know just helping them become great pirates and because it was done to me right it was done to me as far as you know having coming in on the recruiting visit and and uh, all the guys that uh, were involved in that as far as helping me out and showing me different things and uh, talking to me, Coach Logan, the coaches, everybody, man, just had that. They instilled that in us from pretty much day one. And so it was just a pirate way as far as football is concerned and the, the brotherhood that we displayed. Marcus Crandall in studio, Larry Shannon joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Um, Larry, we bring this up with you every time. I know you're tired of, of talking about it, but we got new folks listening that maybe haven't heard you on Pirate Radio before, haven't heard you in an interview. We always think about the the towel coming out of the pants and being waved around the head. And again, I'm sorry to ask you this again, but that story is pirate lore. Uh, we still talk about it. It's famous. Uh, the aftermath with Logan, but the game itself in Charlotte, pirate fans are going crazy. So, Larry, one more time, can you uh, kind of take us back to that moment? How, how pre-planned was that celebration? How spontaneous was it? And, and what was going through your mind during all that? Well, I, I tell, you, tell you the truth, I'll never get tired of talking about it. So. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> I mean, it, it really, really, the way it all happened, really, I guess you can call it, I guess you can say it, it did, now I guess it is legendary because I didn't expect that reaction or, or, or that, you know, I knew, I knew I was taking a risk and, you know, at celebrating like that. I knew there was going to be some consequences, but at the time, you know, the excitement, was going to outweigh those. And so, uh, you know, it was a, it was a deal where it was just a special, special day to play football, you know, you, and then, you know, in that atmosphere and, you know, that game was, you know, was circled on the calendar for, for a long time. And to be able to be, you know, to experience that and, and be in that atmosphere that, that was, you know, e, you know, ECU versus NC state, you know, in Charlotte, um, you know, it just, um, I was just want, wanted to put my stamp on the game, and I was I was very frustrated football player because sometimes in the course of a game, you know, footballs don't come your way as a wide receiver. You know, maybe the defense is double teaming you. Maybe you know, maybe you're not the first read, and the quarterback throws it somewhere else. And I just could not get a football, and all I wanted to do was just make a play. I wanted I wanted to score, like, uh, and um, you know, I just. It was it was really bothering me. Like I was so I was so anxious about it, and so I guess they passed out you know these these yellow tiles, these gold tiles 
you know, as the, 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 you know, the Pirate fans came into the stadium. So it was a sea of gold tiles being waved in their stands. Well, these tiles were making it down to the sideline. You know, they were, they were everywhere. And so I grabbed one, and I said, when I score a touchdown, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull this thing out of, out of my pants, you know, and, and wave it and celebrate with the fans. And so I, that towel stayed down in my game pants for, like, you know, a long time. <laughs> you know, cause it, it, it was the fourth quarter when I, when I scored, and I probably put it in there in, like, second quarter, you know. And, and so finally, you know, finally, and the Coach Logan called my number on a play where the quarterback was going to throw it to me no matter what. And, um, you know, I made the play and, um, you know, and scored. And so as I, as I popped up, it, it was that's the only thing I was thinking about get to this tile and uh, it kind of was had, had kind of worked down through in, in my game pass so it took me a while to get to it and then Mitch Galloway was trying was like trying to figure out what I was doing he was trying to stop me was no stopping <laughs> that plan and so you know I, I you know I, I was able to you know run through the back of the end zone waving the tile and um, and you know just to hear the fans go crazy and and, and, of course, everybody on the sideline, all the players were just, you know, just so, you know, they were so into it and so so excited. And then, I, then reality set in about 30 seconds after I got to the sideline that uh, Coach Logan was coming hunting for me. So, but it's something that I always remember and it's something that, uh, that I guess it did go according to plan because it worked out. Yeah, Larry, man, you just kind of, um, it kind of goes in – in flow here in regards to I was just thinking about uh, just playing with confidence and things like that and, and being ready at all times and uh, <laughs> you you exemplify that to the highest and it's funny that you said that because as a quarterback uh, we we were we we kind of took our offense to a different level in regards to getting guys uh, distributing ball distributing the ball to different players and so but as a receiver like you said you go you know, spurts without seeing a, a ball throwing your way, like a quarter or two quarters or whatever it may be. Um, you were a, a confident but very humble guy. How hard was that for you in regards to, you know, going uh, those two or three quarters or whatever it was uh, without getting the ball and then uh, having the confidence whether you say, let's say you dropped the ball before and then you caught the next one, all right? So, how did that play uh, a big part in your game? Yeah, you know that's that's something you have to learn. Uh, it takes some time. Um, you know, when you're young, and and um, you know, sometimes you may not be as ready as you need to be, um, and that's part of your preparation and and like your focus. And you um, know, when I was a young player, I, I I didn't know how to do that, and so, but you know, as I got older and more experienced. You know, I kind of kind of learned that, and Coach Logan talked about that a lot with me and Coach Martin about how 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 it changes from game to game. Where you know, if you have if you're hot one game and and, and you're feeding me the ball, and you know, and I'm I'm scoring touchdowns and I'm making plays, the defense is going to game plan for you the next game. You know, so you may not it may take some of that stuff away, and then and then like you say, you can go you can go a whole half football without, without, you know, having a reception or maybe sometimes even a ball thrown to you. you know, especially in our offense, the way that it was back then with, with, you know, because we ran the ball so effectively. Um, and, and so it, it you know, it, it becomes, it comes, it, you have to really be prepared mentally for that. And you also have to understand, you know, you have to be a mature athlete and, and, you know, because, 
you know, you have to take advantage of every opportunity you have. And, and so it, that definitely takes a while to get to that point. There's no doubt about it because it's going to happen to you sooner or later. And so it was just part of the, part of just in the makeup that as a receiver, that's something you have to be prepared for. Larry Shannon joining us. Uh, not the volume of catches that Dwayne Harris, Justin Hardy, uh, Zay Jones went on to have, but Larry, a phenomenal number here. During your career, you were kind of in the, the mid-teens as far as yards per catch, but 1996, 21 yards a catch, nine touchdowns. So uh, you were in an offense that, that liked to throw it deep. Uh, if not, you could catch and run. But, man, you, you played in some fun offenses here. My favorite play was the Larry Shannon fade. Uh, what was your favorite route or two to run, Larry, during your playing days here? You know, um, it was def- def- definitely, definitely the fade. You know, uh, you know it, but you know the thing about the fade was, you know, it had everything had to be right. You know, you had to get in the red zone, and then and the coaches had to throw it because there a lot of times we got in the red zone. You know, we ran it in. So, you know, we, you know, something that me and Marcus worked on all the time in practice. You know, once, once, once I kind of developed into a guy that you know that they knew could jump really high and knew it had the frame. It was something that we worked on in practice a lot. You know, Marcus putting the ball, you know, me trying to position my body. And, and it was always a jump ball. You know, it was always a ball that I was going to go up and get. Um, and it's something that, we, something that we got really good at. And it's something that defenses started to, like, take away from us. You know, it, you know so the, the, a lot of times we, would, we wouldn't get the one-on-one matchup in the red zone to, to call that play. Um, so that, that was fun to develop. You know, really late in my career, though, I really liked just to run past people. Um, it, you know, the yards per catch, that's where that comes from. You know, you know, in 1996, you know, I, I, I developed, developed an ability to really just run past people. And we started throwing a lot of deep balls. Um, you know, so I, I remember 96 was an unbelievable year. And, um, you know, and unfortunately, Marcus got hurt. And, you know, he missed, he missed, you know, the last few games with a knee injury. And uh, that kind of hurt my numbers a little bit because uh, Danny Gonzalez came in and, and, uh, he, and Marcus knew when to throw it to me. You know, we had, we had kind of built, built that camaraderie amongst each other playing for three years together. And, and uh, so when Marcus got hurt, I, 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 my, my numbers kind of went down a little bit as far as number of catches. But I was able to still keep up the yards per catch. And that's, that's that that's that deep ball that we work so hard on larry shannon joining us larry a couple more and we'll let you run but i'm curious uh with football changes throughout the years and obviously player safety is a priority now much more so than than uh, years ago offenses have gotten further from the line of scrimmage spread out things like that but larry as a coach what are you doing that you were doing as a player in the 90s and and what are you doing maybe totally different now uh the way the game has changed when it comes to to coaching and things like that um you know i think the same thing that we do uh with our football program is um you know we definitely like work the same as far as the off season and the, you know, and the lifting and the running and the preparation for a season, we do it just like we did it in the nineties. And we, we put the, we, you know, we put the player in a situation where there's nothing going to be tougher when the game's going to be easy based on our training, you know, and our summer training. And I think Marcus can speak on that as, as how we were going to be the toughest team, um, you know, on the field every week. 
uh, no one was going to be in better condition than us. No one was going to be mentally uh, mentally stronger than us. So we still we we still do that. We, and that's the edge that we have. If you can take a team that has way more talent, and you can be a lot physical, more physical, and more tougher than them, and you're going to be able to be more successful. Um, so we kind of we kind of still do that. Um, you know, I I think. One thing that we I, I learned as a player uh, at ECU was like you know the way you practice is the way you're going to play. So practice habits were were everything. Um, and, and as a young player, you didn't quite understand that. So that's that's what we preach a lot about the importance of practice and, and, and being prepared. You know, differently. You know, we don't spend a lot of time on a practice field like we used to. Um, practices are more crisper, more shorter. Um, just you know, you know, a lot less. I guess you could say a lot less. You know, a lot maybe it's less contact uh, because of you know because of the because of you know how physical the game gets at time. You have to protect your players, but we practice a lot less. Um, you know, than traditionally you would have done twenty years ago uh, at any level of football. We were on the field and off the field, you know, and get our work done and and don't waste a lot of time and keep the players fresher. Good stuff with Larry. Um, Marcus, before we let him go, anything else for your Larry, thanks, teammate? man. I appreciate you, uh, everything that you've done for us as a, as a football team and uh, for the community of Greenville and the Pirates, man, Pirate Nation all over the place. And um, you had a great career, and congratulations on, you know, being able to extend that career after after ECU was done and then now your coaching job there now. And uh, and one thing we didn't mention is that he's actually coaching with another Pirate, so – uh, which is another ordeal we can bring him back for later on. <laughs> Good deal. And uh, Larry, I do have a viewer question before we let you run here. Um, and Marcus, maybe we can get into the draft a little bit when we uh, we let Larry go. But uh, Jamie uh, wants to know from you, Larry, what do you think about Anthony Richardson? He is definitely the most unique quarterback, the one that may be polarizing, uh, could go either way. What are your thoughts on Anthony Richardson as a pro quarterback drafted by the Colts last week? Yeah, you know, um, Anthony Richardson is somebody that that you know was a you know when he was in he you know obviously he played football down here in Florida so in high school so he was you know you you knew who he was in high school you knew you heard all about him you you heard about the, the ability that he had, he had and the, and the potential that he had moving forward you know at, um, his senior year in high school he 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 was injured quite often so you know he didn't really like carried up his senior year, but he, he, you knew who he was just throughout the state. Um, you know, I, I think, I think his potential is just the upside that, that he brings is just phenomenal. Like, you know, the, no one's tested and no one is, no one looks like him playing that position. There's, there've been very few that had the physical tools that he has. Um, so, you know, obviously a guy being drafted fourth overall and, you know, and not having a whole lot of playing experience in college, uh, is 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 kind of a, a risk involved in it? I think the Colts looked at it as as um, they would take that risk based on uh, you know his potential you know, to to kind of be um, you know just a difference maker in the league as far as his ability to run with the ball and his arm strength. So it'll be interesting to see how they uh, how they you know how they use him and how they how fast they get him on the field there in, in Indy. But obviously he's got so much upside; it's worth the risk. Good yeah, stuff. as of right now, they have a great, <laughs> great team on paper form. As far as um, you know, not having to take the brunt of the 
pressure, so to speak, because they have a great running game. Handed to Taylor, and, right? Uh, absolutely, man. And let him set everything up, yeah. run the pass, and take some pressure off if he gets the opportunity to play. Larry, uh, thanks so much, man. And uh, we'll do this again. We, you... some, uh, I had some uh, career news I was going to share with oh. you guys. All right. All right. Mark, Mark, Markers don't even know about it. We talked a few weeks ago, but uh, I moved. Well, I'm, I'm still going to be coaching for a few more years, but I'm moving into the uh, athletic administration role. I'm going to be the athletic director at Venice High School um, uh, starting starting uh, you know, May of 2024. All right. Well, Congratulations. Congratulations, Larry. I get a year to kind of, um, to kind of you know, I'll be the assistant athletic director for a year. Our, our athletic director is retiring, so something, something I wanted to do for a long time. I, you know, I got my master's from ECU and athletic administration back in you know 2004. I was a graduate assistant coach there for uh, almost two years with John Thompson's staff, and I know we don't really want to talk about that, but um, but you know you know I kind of I, you know I never wanted to be a head coach. I kind of enjoyed my role as an assistant coach. Looking forward to the day where my kids got older and I could I could kind of move into a role of uh, the you know athletic administration. So I'm looking forward to that uh, moving forward. You know, here at Venice High School, uh, I'm really excited about it. Awesome, well deserved. That's man. awesome. Yep, congratulations, Larry. And uh, it's great to catch up with you. And we will certainly do it again down the road. Uh, wish you and your family uh, the best, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon, man sounds good i appreciate you guys great stuff take care Uh, all right larry shannon pirate great joining us today here on pirate radio live love hearing some uh some old tales from marcus and and larry but a lot of off the field stuff marcus as you said that's what matters that's the most important and and it does lead to how a team can play on the football field yeah guys are close and they're gonna play better play together absolutely because you know that person has your back on and off the field and so uh, you guys, you build that bond, and then you're going to just, you know, it, it, it's proven that you're going to play hard for your your brother. All right. Um, do you know uh, what, and I brought this up with Larry last time we had him on the show. Didn't want to bring it up again, but uh, I had to. Do you know what Hall of Fame coach uh, said Larry Shannon was better than Randy Moss? Oh. Was faster and better than Randy Moss? What Hall of Fame coach? Uh, <laughs> he drafted him in Miami, Jimmy oh, Johnson. Really? oh is that right that's right uh oh, okay. he, he liked what they had in larry shannon that's that year awesome. in the draft didn't need a randy moss didn't need randy well <laughs> larry was good but randy uh yeah. was an alien yeah. <laughs> one of a kind i mean but larry uh, i mean i don't think he mentioned that but um he he unfortunately had a knee injury yep. at miami and so that kind of uh limited his career and uh just it, everything happens for a reason man he's god god has him implanted in in florida for a reason and 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 he's striving he sounds Absolutely. like he's doing awesome so that's great to hear yes indeed all right uh let's take a break that was uh that went long but when it's good we got to keep it rolling keep so it rolling. marcus thanks for uh setting that up that was fun man uh Shirley, you want to go ahead and open up the booty bag we need to do that so let's do that right now is the number. Your ears just won with that great interview. Now you are going to win something. What is that today, Shirley? $10 gift card to AJ McCarthy. All right. Man, it was rocking and rolling last night. We missed you, Marcus. Uh, But we saw the Hurricanes win game one of their round two matchup with the Devils. And 
there was a bunch uh there's a bunch of local hockey guys that play pickup hockey and they came and kind of commandeered the trivia room so we had trivia going on and then a full table of hockey bros going crazy and it made for a fun atmosphere last night that is awesome. uh, as the canes won great place to watch sports great place to grab a bite shirley what caller are you looking for i'm gonna go with caller six all right caller six three one seven twelve fifty we're back with more after this listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back at the Appliances Superstore. They make buying appliances easy. It's just that simple. The Appliances Superstore has the largest selection of in-stock appliances in eastern North Carolina, which helps our customers save money every day. The Appliances Superstore offers a 12-month warranty on every appliance. Plus, they will deliver and set up your new appliances and remove your old ones. The Appliances Superstore off Highway 264 behind the new DMV, or you can shop online at appliancessuperstore.com. Remember, we make buying appliances easy at the Appliances Superstore. And congratulations to Ray Odom of Winterville. Picked up a $10 gift card to AJ McMurphy's, the best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is AJ, AJ's. They have daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio, perfect for some outdoor dining. There's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia with our very own Clip Brock on Wednesday nights. And AJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Brock. Last night at AJ's, I got the spicy garlic wings and a side Caesar salad. And I cut up some of those wings and put them into the salad pro Ooh. move that was good that was, was it good yeah you had a little spice you had a cool down effect oh, all right there's a lot going on there i don't know if i should tell this but i am but ariel was not working last night ariel usually works at aj's and i was about to order my food to go and i was she said what are you going to get and i said usually I, I get wings i get spicy garlic she said you need to try they're not on the menu but honey sriracha so i got 12 wings half spicy garlic what i like usually mm. and then honey sriracha and I tried them, and they're really good. So you know you're VIP when you order from off the menu. Yeah, Chandler Honeycutt's an off the menu guy. So I tried them last night. But thank night, you for that tip. And I'm they are try those. Chandler, there they're Chandler Honeycutt approved. Honey sriracha. All right, try them out. All right. Um, update on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. The Baltimore Orioles win. They will be tied for the most wins in Major League Baseball with the Braves, if not for. The pesky Rays, who keep winning. The Rays are 26-6 and six to start this Major League Baseball season. Baltimore wins their 21st game of the year as they knock off the Royals today. The Braves also have 21 wins, and they're looking for win number 22. Right now, they lead the Marlins 4-3 to three as they play in the sixth inning. Those scores on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBuck. DeBuck. Marcus uh, Kane's winners last night in their game uh against the devils and then after that i even watched i was in kind of a hockey mood after the canes won i watched uh edmonton and vegas vegas wins at six to four 
but some amazing goals. Who, who's the uh, the guy that your your son likes? Con- oh no, he likes <laughs> not McDavid, but the other guy. Yeah, Dry- what's his that you Dry- were Le- Leon Drysaddle. Yeah, Drysaddle. Yeah, he had uh, he had one awesome goal, but he had yeah. multiple goals last night. That's a really fun series. But the Golden Knights beat the Oilers six to four. Uh, was that score coming up tonight you got panthers maple leafs game two sorry to dominique davis his lightning did not get by toronto (laughs) (laughs) Uh, panthers maple leafs tonight and kraken stars as well nba tonight just one game game two lebron and the lakers got it done in game one it'll be or i should say anthony davis and the lakers he had a monster game game one steph curry and the warriors will host the lakers tonight and they trail that series one nothing uh coming up tonight all right uh marcus it let's uh let's talk pirates first and then we'll, we'll talk a little nfl draft isaiah winstead gets the call from the 49ers he signs as an undrafted free agent last night so congratulations to isaiah winstead he joins keaton mitchell with the ravens holt naylor cj johnson with the seahawks ryan jones with the giants who we talked to earlier this week and noah henderson who we talked to earlier today joining the Bills. so six pirates right now with undrafted free agent deals with the nfl first of all marcus how surprised were you we didn't hear keaton or holden or any names called during the draft um surprised but not surprised if that makes sense because i mean it, it's a very deep draft uh it was a very deep draft in regards to the talent level that's uh that's in there uh but um as we mentioned before man those guys have to really prepare for you know the process all right of and being not drafted not being drafted is part of that process right and so you you do that and uh you stay by your phones and stay ready and um and then you get a call, and then you got a call. You you get a call from Seattle. You get a call from the Giants, and and uh, then you just go from there, man. And that mindset is now I have to do whatever I can do, right, to stay on that team. That's the mindset from here on out. Noah Anderson, uh, he was great earlier. Said that he had talked to Deontay Smith, Garrett McGinn, a couple of guys that have been through this process and mm-hmm. and know what it's like. Uh, know the professional side of it. It maybe ain't always fair, but all you can do is control what you can control, right? That's but he it. he said he uh, he had some good advice. And he said if he had a question about the next step, uh, they had an answer. So always good. You can kind of go to somebody that's been there before you. Absolutely, man, because they they know the uh, they have the experience and and they know the feelings that they those guys go through as far as the emotional roller coaster ride, and so it's always good to hear that voice, that comforting voice that um, you know that's that's not the end of it, right? Just make sure you stay keep your mind sound and uh, mentally stable, and you know, like you said, uh, there there are some guys uh, from here, you know, Jarris McPhail, like mm-hmm. Keaton, Keaton was. Um, uh, a, a fast, dynamic player, right? And Jarris McPhail had, say, what, one year, right? And he was very fast. And he got drafted. Mm-hmm. But here's the case where you don't. And so, but uh, you still got the opportunity. Uh, Ryan Jones talked to him earlier this week, said that I asked what to expect when you get to New York. He said, spring ball-ish. He said there's going to be some conditioning, uh, but said they'll probably run some plays, things like that. We had Bryce Williams yesterday who went to Patriots minicamp, uh, rookie minicamp following the draft, and 
talked about um how you know head on a swivel a lot going on and uh you gotta you almost gotta catch your breath uh when you're up there with new faces at a new organization i mean marcus how used do you get to your locker room at ecu and you're you're the big man on campus right then you go somewhere else fish out of water a little bit so yeah. uh got to be a bit of an adjustment period for these guys coming up when they join their team yeah it's going to take a lot of focus man a lot of focus in regards to um really get that tunnel vision right get that tunnel vision and really focus in and hone in on what you have to do in order to make that team and there's a lot to deal with it, to go along with that in regards to being on the field is one thing but being off the being off the field and uh, carrying yourself uh, in a representable way is, is very important as well. You uh, earned your spot and had your spot, Marcus, and winning Grey Cups, Grey Cup MVP. And all. But how about getting to that point when you're you're trying to make a name for you're fighting for your job, basically? We've we've talked to a lot of guys who uh, have been in that situation where they are Willie Smith, uh, former ECU offensive lineman. You know, could never settle, could never get comfortable because he's always fighting just to stay on the roster. So you go from that to a starter to a champion. What's that? Those first stages like for you when you're trying to make a name for yourself and and get a spot for yourself on the team? For me, it was, everyone is different, right? And so for my journey, it was we talked about it in regards to with Larry's uh, son in regards to man, injuries are part of the game and unfortunately, man, I had a lot of injuries and so even leaving it up to the Grey Cup that year, uh, I was injured for the middle part of the season and so we came, I came back and really had to hone in on uh, what we had to do mentally as a, as, a, as a team, as a quarterback to help us get us in position first to make the playoffs and then go through that uh, playoffs and, and get to the Grey Cup and then win the Grey Cup but uh, uh, it's tough. I think it's mentally is the most important thing, and then um, and and then also, man, what uh, the foundation really is 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 believing in God and and, and instilling that uh, that word in you and having that faith in what He's got planned for you is going to be greater than anything else. And Marcus, the the mental side of it, that you know, and I think about these guys, Hendon Hooker now, who, man, I. I I got to the point rounds two whatever I wanted Washington to take Hendon Hooker. I'm starting to I just talked myself into it, yeah. uh, and, and but he is a guy coming off a, a big injury, and you've got to get the physical part. We've talked to Rajay Harris who's going through it right now for ECU. Um, you, you get kind of in a, a dark space. You got to get your mind right, get out of that, and just know that uh, either way you're going to be all right. But hopefully you can get back on the field. But what is that that mental part like? Like the physical part. That's going to heal up. You can get better, but you got to get that mind right, right? Yeah, How you tough do, man. That? Yeah, you mentioned it. it uh, it's really going into a dark place because you're isolated pretty much all by yourself. You're going, uh, going to rehab, going to physical therapy, all those things, and you're away from your brothers, so to speak, in regards to uh, you're in that training room pretty much 24-7 for the most part, and then they're out there doing their thing, practicing and getting ready for the next game. And so uh, there's that mental state where you really have to come in and uh, and and really stay focused on that process of getting back on the field. That's that's most important. So you got to get back on the field first, right? And then all the other things are coming. And, and, and really stay strong and uh, in prayer. All right, that's that's the main thing for me. Uh, I, I stay strong in my prayer. It was although it was silent, but it was um, right now. I, I express it a little bit more than I used to, and so uh, that was the main thing that kept me strong. 
Marcus Crandall joining us. Uh, Tony Dunn, C3 Podcast, will join us tomorrow, recap the Panthers draft. I asked Tony this question. I'll ask Panthers fan Chandler right now. Chandler, who is the week one starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers in 2023? It will be Bryce Young. That is what Tony said. Marcus, do you agree with that? They have veteran Andy Dalton, say Dalton. on the roster. You think Dalton? <clears throat> I think Dalton because I think they're going to give him the opportunity to come in and uh, go through training camp, let Bryce kind of feel his way through and, and learn the system. And I, I think it's a perfect way to kind of introduce him to, to the Carolina Panthers in regards to we got a veteran guy there. Sit back and learn as much as you can because he's done some great things in the NFL. Uh, although, you know, uh, the game is kind of getting away from his skill set, so to speak. But there's a lot you can still learn from him. There is a president set here. I remember watching this game. I'm looking up the numbers right now. Cam Newton drafted first overall, 2011, starts week one against the Cardinals. Cam Newton, first NFL game. 24 of 37, 422 yards, two touchdowns, interception. They had him rolling from day one. Uh, I don't know. Do you remember at that time, Chandler, who the veteran quarterbacks even were on that roster? I mean, it was pretty much Cam from right when they drafted him. Jimmy Clausen. Maybe a little bit of a different situation here. So Frank Reich was hired and then brought in Andy Dalton, right? So he was kind of handpicked by him, maybe as his veteran guy. So Marcus says Dalton, you say Young. How about this? Um, Week one for the Texans, it's got to be your Mills, right? You like Davis Mills, but they do have C.J. Stroud now. They drafted Stroud. Yeah. Yeah. Who starts week one for them? And I like it. I like it. I think it's the same – or not not the same because you don't have that veteran presence as far as Mills is concerned. But I I think you give Mills the opportunity to take the job and take the helm – and uh, and run with it because he's had he's shown some flashes of of excellence, um, because he he himself, the Texans is a is a unique situation in regards to what happened with Deshaun Washington and so um, Deshaun, Deshaun Watson, Watson yeah sorry Deshaun Watson and so they've been on that uh, kind of regrowth or rebuilding process of trying to get rid of that negativity and all those things that's around of that and Hopkins and. All the guys that they let yeah. go, right? Yeah. It's Watt. a lot of guys, a lot of turnover there. And so um, I think they give Mills the chance to go in and uh, or come in and, and, and take the helm. And then again, Stroud comes in and learn as much as he can and soak everything up and try to perform and then take over later on. Who knows how quickly that's going to be? I don't know. I don't know if people remember, but you know, a situation kind of like what we're talking about right now, I don't know if this is a good comparison. Maybe it is, but Patrick Mahomes sat behind Alex Smith uh, for a while before he, he became the, the quarterback that he is. And then I believe, obviously, Alex Smith ended up going maybe to Washington. Or Smith uh, lost his job due to injury, I want to say, right? I did. think he got hurt. Mahomes played well, and Smith never saw the field again, if I recall. Uh, all right, one more before we take our last break. Looking at the Colts roster, you've got Sam Ellinger, you've got Super Bowl champion Nick Foles. And then you got the rookie and MVP Anthony Richardson. And when I was talking to my Washington buddy during the draft, and we we're like, "Look, we got Sam Howell. We need to make a good pick here. Help him. Help the defense. Whatever." But man, it'd be fun to have Anthony Richardson. He, he's such a. It would give your NFL team a just a jolt, some excitement. I don't know how good he's going to be. But, man, I would have been fired up yeah. to have him. Um, <laughs> of course. What do you think uh, they do? Is this uh, – you think Foles is the day one starter there? And then they 
see what they got in Richardson. You know, you know what, man? I think the blueprint is to let these guys, let these young guys come in and learn and then um, then step in sparingly yeah. in regards to, you know, to uh, see if the other guy or the veteran presence um, have some something left in the tank, so to speak, in, in regards to leading their team and give them the opportunity to do so. Um, Jamie Cole's fan reminds me, Marcus, of Gardner Minshew also on Gardner that roster. Minshew. He's got experience. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you got a wealth of experience, and so you don't really have to force them into that situation right now. Yeah. I think um, when it, the NFL, the, the game has changed so much. You got defensive linemen running faster than running backs <laughs> and receivers. Yeah. Uh, so it, the game had just changed so much, man, to where – Man, you give these young guys a little bit of time to uh, grasp everything and uh, really take in and soak up the, you know, the, 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 um, I guess the presence of being in the NFL, just every, the, like everything that everything surrounds around them, yeah. not just what we see, what we see out there on the field, just everything around it, yeah. right? And I think some guys get lost in that, right? Like get lost in that stardom, so to speak, of man, I'm in the NFL and well, they get all this attention and. Next thing you know, they're not performing on the field. I think an example of maybe being overwhelmed recently is Zach Wilson in New York because it wasn't going great on the field, but then you had kind of some locker room stuff and his comments, and he didn't really have time to learn all that. He was kind of thrown into the fire and did not go well. We have seen cases where it does go well, obviously, but uh, certainly not in that one. We got to get our last break in. We'll come back. uh, More to go on Pirate Radio Live. Get ready to wrap it up here on a Thursday with ECU Hall of Famer Marcus Crandall back with you after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, race veins and brown spots, and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Well, contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medispa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations are available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. Now back to Clip. All right, back with you. On is this breaking news? The Bucks have fired uh, Coach Bud, Mike Budenholzer. Mm. Yeah, that just came out. Oh wow! All right, big move there. That is Uh, Marcus. Time flies when you're having fun and talking sports. And this hour flew by. But thanks for joining us. Uh, We will see you next Thursday, and we're going to change your time because we got another great pirate guest joining us. Jason Nichols going to join us on the show next Thursday at three o'clock. So we'll uh, talk to you then. Looking forward to it, man. Yes, sir. Another great pirate. Absolutely. Marcus enjoyed it. Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt. We'll see you fine folks coming up Friday, 3 o'clock. Thank you all for tuning in and being part of today's program as always. For the crew here, I'm Clip Rock. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.